Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams. It's nothing but the truth. One man's journey to find it. It is April the 30th, 2015, and uh, today we we have once again our friend uh, and brother in Christ, uh, James Arnett from uh, JamesJapan.net or JamesJPN.net. And uh, we'll be talking with James about his work on his website, his journeys, uh, as he hitchhikes throughout Japan, of all things, and uh, I imagine many, many other topics. So, and uh, so once again, James, thank you for uh, being on the show with me. I always look forward to this, my friend. So, it's been a long time. So. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you, too, Michael. It's an honor to be on your show. Uh, well, we'll get right back there, yeah, my friend. So, first thing I want to do is look at uh, Yahoo.com, the headlines, looking at them, and one that this pops out right away is six things to expect from Pope Francis' address to Congress. Often post. Uh, RNS. This is Washington RNS. Everyone wants Congress to stop fighting and get working, and that includes Pope Francis, <clears throat> a top advisor said Wednesday. And I uh, got a feeling we're going to be going back to that, James. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Vatican gave out 1.5 million euros in charity in 2014. Wow. Just a drop in the bucket, huh? Vatican, under Pope Francis, gave out aid worth 1.5 million euros. That's $1.6 million. Wow. That's really generous, considering that it's the wealthiest organization in the world. (laughs) I don't know what to say. We could always look into that, too. Um, a lot of things about uh, the popular, yeah, yeah, as far as uh, popular music, something about U2, Bono, Katy Perry. Anyways, one is definitely a Roman Catholic, the other one is so pro- professed atheist. I think what I want to do is go back to this real fast and look at what the six things they we should expect from Pope Francis before we get started here. James, if you more than willing, uh, if you feel like it, please um, join. I lost you. You lost me. It is going to be one of those nights. Absolutely 100% going to be one of those nights. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. Maybe get, get him back on. Um, Are you there? <laughs> yes, yes um, I am. I lost you again for some reason. Ah, that's not good. We'll just we'll work on it. You know, I think I had a feeling it's going to be one of those nights. So I don't know. So, anyways, well, I was looking at this article. I don't know if you heard this, but uh, from yeah, uh, six yeah. things to expect from Pope Francis when he addresses Congress. I think it'd be kind of good to go over it real fast. What do you think? Are you game for it? Sure. Okay. Washington RNS. Everyone wants Congress to stop fighting get, and get working. That includes Pope Francis. 
top advisor said Wednesday, April 29th, in a preview of Pope's upcoming U.S. trip. Argentinian-born pontiff, whose parents, by the way, are Italian, has been has never been to the U.S. <clears throat> that we know of, at least. But he will make history in September as the first pope to address a joint meeting uh, of the House and Senate on Capitol Hill. <clears throat> Quote, Pope will come humbly, but will talk clearly. And uh, then it says, Andruin, uh, uh, Cardinal Oscar Rodriguez Mera Diega, something like that. <laughs> a top advisor to Francis told an audience at Georgetown University. Man, there's a lot of names. Uh, Georgetown, Senate, House, Joint Meeting, uh, Capitol Hill. <laughs> That fascinating. Seventeen-year-old, seventy-two-year-old cardinal, who leads Francis' nine-member advisory council of cardinals, is spending several days in Washington, and and offered a look inside the Pope's thinking as the nation's capital readies the papal welcome mat. Ah. <clears throat> uh, Obviously, this is a really big deal, isn't it? <laughs> Planning way in ahead of time, um, preparing for the red carpet to be laid out for him. Huh? The papal address to the Republican-controlled Congress is likely to be one of the most closely watched talks during the Pope's week-long visit to Washington, New York, Philadelphia. Uh, this fall, especially since the presidential campaign season will be growing more intense. <clears throat> now we got somebody, a potential, uh, uh, we'll look at Jeb Bush, who potentially will be running for president, most likely. He joined the Roman Catholic Church back in the mid-90s in order to become the governor of Florida. Should be interesting how it all winds out. I mean, it's pretty predictable how it's going to wind up, but we'll see if we're right about it. Um, Francis isn't shy about tackling controversial topics or spending uh, conventional or upending, excuse me, conventional orthodoxy about Catholics and politics, a prospect that makes U.S. conservatives especially nervous given Francis' intense excuse me, insistence on raising concerns about issues such as economic justice, climate change, and immigration. Those are all uh, definitely uh, <laughs> red flags for us, right? Encoded words, if you will. Economic justice? Who's the, okay. What would, the, what would that entail? <laughs> Is that uh, more common, more uh, of a communist type system uh, that we're already we're already under one as it is? Uh, climate change. Well, the only person that's going to benefit, the only people that are going to benefit from climate regulation and convincing the rest of the populace that we, the people, are are polluting, destroying the climate, will be those at top including the papacy, 
Immigration. Well, immigration was the theory of tens of millions of illegal Latin American immigrants in this country. Why is it so important to Pope Francis? <clears throat> well, obviously politics, huh? Uh, Francis isn't likely to change his tune. <laughs> this uh, Mered Diaga, something like that, said as he previewed some of Pope's likely themes. Among the points that Mered Dega expects Francis to make in September, uh, welcome immigrants. It's a very important strategy for the papacy in Rome. Um, it says here, uh, uh, says that Francis would have liked to enter the U.S. by crossing the border with Mexico to make a point about welcoming immigrants, not building walls to keep them out. He said that while time did not allow for a border stopover, the pontiff was certain to raise the issue uh, on Capitol Hill. By the way, before he shows up in Washington, this is a flat-out lie, by the way, folks, because the day before he shows up in Washington, he's going to be in Cuba. So surely he had the time to cross the Mexican border. <laughs> so, yeah, so he says, uh, quote, even here the desert cannot be a tomb or a cemetery. <laughs> and the quote, he said, referring to the uh, uh, migrants who often died trying to cross into a, uh, Arizona or Texas. Yeah. Uh, battle economic in inequality. Quote, capitalism is not a god. Although, by the way, if you, uh, last show, I read an article from Pope, saying, Pope Francis saying that he is actually Jesus too. <laughs> yes. I guess, I guess I guess capitalism isn't, but hope is. Uh, it is not a. Uh, it is not divinity. It is not a system that is perfect and does not need any modification. Well, people wouldn't argue with that, except for the fact that uh, there's been a total assault on capitalism for the past 150 years in this country alone. And there's very few places in the world that actually capitalism has ever existed. So another bogus argument. <laughs> uh, a just economy means strong families. <clears throat> uh, I cannot say this gentleman's name, so I'm not going to waste my time. So-and-so indicated that prompting an economic an economy that helps the struggling middle class and the poor in particular, will also be a key to the Pope's message of support for the family. Quote, the free market economy, <clears throat> that's another red flag, free market economy is not complete. <clears throat> what does he actually mean by that? Mm. Look at all these free trade zones and all of these uh, treaties and these union, these pacts. Uh, what is he exactly saying there? Very vague statement. They're, you know, that's one thing that's papacy is very masterful at. 
it even makes politicians like Republicans and Democrats in this country uh, look like kindergartens is their vagueness and their statements. So, <laughs> uh, we need a social a social market economy. <clears throat> Isn't that what uh, if you actually are uh, practicing? Uh, what did he say again? Here, my mind just went blank. Capitalism isn't that what a uh, uh, what's that a a social market economy? <laughs> it's free. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, this is a big contra- contribution of the Catholic faith to the system to try to have this social component that will bring more justice to the system. That will be a giant red flag there, folks, that any particular religion, in particular the Roman Catholic Church, dictate to us uh, the social component that will bring justice to the economic system. What does that exactly mean? Does that mean like it was in the Dark Ages when, or the Middle Ages or many other times where if you're not a Roman Catholic, uh, you just won't be able to buy or sell? should be interesting. He said, quote, it is not fair that the system, that a system that is producing so much richness could walk side by side with so much poverty. And he's absolutely right. But we have to look at who's responsible for that. Is that actual capitalism? It just has not been practiced in the United States for over 150 years more. Or is that... Something to do. By the way, I can hear you rustling big time, James. Uh, or is that has uh, something to do with uh, the fact that uh, ruling "quote unquote" one percent, which includes the papacy, has ninety percent of all the wealth? There's a giant contradiction in that statement. And this is protect the environment. We look at this, and remember, the papacy is very much involved with. Um, uh, weapons development, uh, the military-industrial complex, uh, big pharma, uh, industry. They have capitalized on this for many, 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 many decades, if not centuries. Um, And they're telling us that we need to protect the environment. Do I need to even say more about this? Um, now, mm-hmm. and it goes on and on and on, but I don't think I want to do any more of this. So, I don't know. What were your thoughts? James, what are you hearing this? <laughs> the, the Pope is going to address this, these vitally important issues. <laughs> my my thoughts are the, the Pope is the number one hypocrite of all time. He's, <laughs> he's, he's saying these things. And yet he has the power to fix them all if he wanted to. They could, uh, the Vatican could uh, sell its gold and its art treasures and, and all this and, and give the money to the poor and there's no more poverty. But uh, that's not going to happen for sure. Right. So he's being very hypocritical and very deceptive. Uh, one person called him the uh, super boss. The, the Pope, and, and yet it's such a sensitive subject these days. Uh, people 
I mean, uh, some of my uh, old friends, people who I've known for years. I've uh, so, some I haven't met face to face, but we've uh, been in touch by by email. One person, he's uh, Danish, which I, I think you know, uh, people from Scandinavia ought to know a little bit more about the Protestant Reformation than perhaps uh, those in Southern Europe. Anyway, he says he does not agree with my stance that the Roman Catholic Church is the Antichrist. I said, I never said the Roman Catholic Church is the Antichrist, but the papacy is the Antichrist. Now, I I see you you may be able to call the the Roman Catholic Church the, the beast, and the uh, uh, Antichrist or the people right. see the little horn. Yeah, yeah. And so he says, and so he said that uh, he agrees to disagree with me. And I, I write them. I say, uh, what do you agree to disagree with? Uh, do you agree to disagree that uh, the he of Daniel nine twenty seven? Is uh, is not Christ, but the Antichrist? Is, is that what you agree to disagree with? And I, I get no answer from him. But I'm just hoping to plant seeds and keep these people thinking, uh, hoping that uh, they will wake up sooner or later. But, you know, it's great deception, great deception. Uh, I, I myself used to think that... Uh, well, especially this uh, uh, former pope from Poland, Pope John Paul II, and uh, you know, I, I myself am of um, uh, I'm a ethnic Pole. My grandparents are were born in Poland, and so it was a matter of pride to think that uh, this man from Poland uh, has become the first. Pope, the first pontiff. No, I I used to think that he was a good man. But one day, it was, uh, well, this is 30-some years ago, I met a group of uh, Seventh-day Adventist people in in a park somewhere in in Japan. I can't remember where. And I I told them that I I think the the Pope is a good man. And they looked at me and rolled their eyes (laughs) as as if to say, what? You don't know that this guy is antichrist or, or what? They didn't tell me that, though. But I think because they were Seventh-day Adventists, that the Seventh-day Adventist is a, a little bit more uh, up to uh, who the real antichrist is, in spite of their other uh, doctrines that I would not consider correct. Some are definitely false doctrines. Right. Oh, also, speaking of uh, major groups who, who still hope, I'm sorry? Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, plus it's the uh, practical reality that the papacy is a political organization first and foremost. Yes. And so when we look at it, and as far as religious sense, we can, it's, it's a nice disguise that they have created for themselves to make them look like they're, they're, that they're Christian, and I'm not saying that the average Catholic is not a believer in Christ. I'm saying the papacy itself, the Jesuits, the higher orders, the uh, 
well, the the, re, the, the ruling priest class, uh, they know darn well what they're all about, and it's far from preaching the word of God. And <laughs> it's about it, 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 total control and dominance of the whole world, right? So that's what it's about. Yes. And what does that mean for them? That means that's power, it's money, that's influence. They can get away with things like their pedophile rings and and prostitution and exploitation and uh, slavery and uh, robbing people and um, deceiving and and all the the many, many sins that they commit. Right. Well, as a former Roman Catholic, I can tell you that uh, I was taught that uh, Jesus is the Son of God and he uh, rose from the dead and the Jews are guilty of uh, murdering him, and uh, I, I believed all these basic things, but every, t- every time I heard the, the name of Jesus, I felt very uncomfortable. I, I just did not identify Jesus as a powerful, manly type of man who uh, uh, was a revolutionary or a uh, who exposed the evil of his day. In other words, my concept that of Jesus Christ from the Roman Catholic Church, it was almost like a effeminate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was effeminate. You know, I don't know why I would think that, but uh, he was always... <laughs> are you, are you uh, being facetious there? <laughs> well, well... Uh, I mean, look, look at all the emaciated, emaciated uh, images of them that are... Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. It, it was the images. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they yeah, promote yeah. them as the sickly, weak, emaciated, effeminate character instead of being, you know, the one who, you know, God. God who created us and created this world. And <laughs> it's our Savior, you know. Right. Right, and, and I believed in the uh, Roman Catholic doctrine of transubstantiation. I, I believed I was actually taking the uh, body of Christ. I was eating the body of Christ. It's it's interesting. They wouldn't give me any of the blood of Christ, which the wine is supposed to represent. <laughs> right. But uh, right, you know, in, in Roman Catholic Church, they don't do that. In, in Protestant churches, they they do. Of course, they have the Grape juice instead of wine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, you asked me what I, I thought about your statements of, of the Pope, and that basically sums it up. He's uh, number one hypocrite of all time. I have to go to mom's. You got to go to mom's. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> this is funny, funny, because I just did a show last night with, uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard him yet on my show. His name is... Uh, Ryan Taylor, and we were talking about uh, like uh, the London, the Baptist, London, the London Baptist uh, Catechism. Because most people, including myself, when I first heard catechism, I was thinking that well, it must be Roman Catholic. Uh, uh-huh. But you know, you know, we discuss what a catechism is and how they have uh, some nice programs out there to teach your your young children the basics. Uh, basic doctrinal truths and 
and uh, and especially a lot of the ones that apparently is turning out to be, at least from my own research, uh, and Ryan's and others, like apparently is from the 15th or 16th, 17th centuries. Their catechisms were wonderful for to teach kids, and they've taken that away from most Protestant churches, and as far as something to teach their kids on a daily basis. So, uh, so anyways, here I am with my son. <laughs> Uh-huh. On the show with you, um, and we're talking yeah, about spiritual things and about the, the biblical story of Antichrist and <laughs> religion. So, oh well. And he he wants, you know what he wants? He wants my absolute 100 undivided attention. That's, yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Children tend to be like that. I was a father too. I had two boys of my own. Um, I can't talk. Really. Would you like to talk to James? Could my son talk to you real fast? Sure. I know this is going to seem like a very well. You know what? My show is uh, not. Uh, it, my show is Please tell, <laughs> okay. uh, please tell me your name. What? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I I, I couldn't get your name. Hi, uh, what is your name, please? Um, Jason. Jason. Your your name is Jason, and how old are you, Jason? I'm three. Three years old. Wow. So that that's great, and so the the world is very exciting for you, I'm sure. Uh, Jason, uh, you have any pets? I go ahead and help. I am bored. Heather the Heather. Heather? Heather is who? Your friend? Yes. Logan. Neva and Leo. Who's who's who are you talking to, Chase? What's his name? James. There you go, James. Yes, my name is James. And, and your name is Jason. James lives in Japan. Yeah. It's like no cracks in the same I dad. All three. I'm sorry, I couldn't quite understand that. Okay. Okay, bye bye. Bye. Bye, Jason. Thank you. Well, thank you. Maybe, maybe, you. maybe you could, maybe you could show him a. Uh, uh, a globe of the world. When I was his age, I used to think the world was flat. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, he's he's you know he's he. I think he knows that it's not flat. So he knows all his planets and everything. So he's he's in. Oh, oh, that's great. Well, yeah. Your son is better educated. <laughs> well, he's got he spends a lot of time with dad, so we we he learns a lot of. Guy stuff. So, anyways, uh, yeah, we get back to you and all that. Uh, okay. uh, looking at looking at your website, uh-huh. uh, and I, you know, following you a little bit uh, in your postings here and there, and your journeys. Uh, before we get into the heavy doctorate stuff, tell us a little bit about your uh, hitchhiking adventures. Oh yes, yes. You well, just got I, this, I, this long one. I mean, I can't believe how many miles you just put on last. Oh, I I'll, I'll tell you exactly how. How many miles I hitchhiked this trip? It was approximately well, as, as close as I could get it to be uh, nine hundred and 
59 miles. <laughs> See, uh, uh, people, people, you know, the very interesting thing is that the Japanese, they, they think of Japan as a tiny country, a small country, whereas, it, it, you know, if, if you would drive from the northern tip of Japan all the way to the southern tip of Japan, it would take you at, at least three days. So I wouldn't call that exactly a, a, a tiny country. And uh, there is no, I wasn't either. I had no idea it would take you three days to drive from one end to the other. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and this is even by expressway. If you went by regular road, I'm sure it would take uh, five days or more, maybe. Interesting. Five, Isn't that, you know, uh, it, it makes me think of how they've distorted the globe itself and the world map, and they have, like, the United States of America, this huge, huge country. That, that way, Well, the way you're talking, I mean, I don't know if this is certain, but just the way you're talking, it's... Uh, uh, at least the lower 49 states or 48 states would, you know, I know that from one end to the other end was it takes, what, about three days, right, to, to go from uh, New York or from, it's not New York, but from, uh, is it uh, New England or Maine all the way to Southern California or something like that? It takes like three days. I don't, I took a bus trip from uh, Ohio to Northern California. It took three days. There's a lot of stuff. If you put Japan next to the, the east coast of the USA, it would stretch from the end of Florida to to, to somewhere to the New England states. I'm not sure far up, but I think that that's a pretty long distance. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And but but you know it's it's true. I mean, if you compare Japan to the USA, and like for example, even one of the uh, uh, great lakes like uh, Lake Michigan, which uh, happens to be uh, the largest lake in a single nation on Earth. This is Lake Michigan, where uh, close to where I was raised, and uh, you could put all of the Hoku uh, area. This is the uh, northeast area, about. Uh, 87% of it would fit inside Lake Michigan. And so it, it's also something like uh, 90 times larger than the uh, largest lake in, in Japan, which is Lake Biwa, which is uh, close to uh, Kyoto. Well, anyway, I, I want to tell you a, a, a little bit about my trip. It was very exciting for me because uh, I, I got to see people I, I haven't uh, seen for a long time. And uh, my my main message uh, to them now is what I, I learned about the uh, uh, 70th week of Daniel. Uh, this is not going to be something in, in the future, but something already uh, past. Right. And how it, and how it was a Jesuit trick, uh, part of the Counter Reformation, which uh, many Protestants have not even heard of. Most of my friends have not even heard the term counter-reformation. They haven't yeah. even heard the ter- even the term. I believe that, by the way, but most seminary students and pastors have never heard it. That's <laughs> discovered. Yeah. I, well, mean, I, I mean, that's what I've heard from other pastors. It's, you know, so, you know, we were never taught that, and I didn't know that until somebody like Tom Fress taught us about it. So. Wow. Or, or whoever it may be, you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't have to be specifically top for us, but someone had to 
Or they they had to do their own research on their own, you know what I mean? <clears throat> right. So, you know, this, uh, for, for me, see, I'm really a simple person. Uh, people think that I'm a technical person. Uh, I'm a left-brainer, meaning that I, I can do practical things. I, I know how to travel and hitchhike and be resourceful, and I, I can fix uh, PCs. This was part of my, my trip is uh, retrieving lost data from uh, broken hard disks and uh, getting, uh, bringing life back to PCs and uh, installing parts and, and things, which is, uh, is it, well, it was originally part hobby. It's generated to a, a little bit of money. <clears throat> but it, at least uh, the, the trip not only pays for itself, but uh, I'm able to uh, earn some money. So I was able to uh, bring money back to my wife she, she she looked at this uh, cash I, I gave her is about three hundred dollars. Well, really? In, in Jap- yeah. It, well, in, in Japanese uh, yen, it was something like a, a thirty-six thousand yen. And so, and uh, she looks at me. And she says, "I need ten times more than this." <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, these women—they're never satisfied. <laughs> but. Uh, but, but you know, uh, the, not only the trip paid for itself, but me not being here means that uh, I'm, it's costing uh, less money to uh, pay for the utilities of this house that I, I, I live in. It's a house in the, in the country where uh, right next to uh, a long, low mountain range, and so we have no neighbors to the back of us which is sort of nice. It's uh, very quiet. In, in the, the wintertime, we, we do get uh, some snow, but the, the past few winters uh, haven't been uh, so bad as far as snow goes. Well, anyway, uh, I, uh, as, as I said, I, I traveled um, 959 miles. I hitchhiked in uh, 21 cars. And, and you can see some of the, the photos of uh, people that, that picked me up on, on Facebook. On, um, my, my, the first part of my trip was to uh, go to a, an area just on the other side of Tokyo from where I, I live. It's just called the Chiba area. And uh, there I, I met a, a man, a Christian brother. He's in the music world. He's a producer. Um, he uh, is a composer. And uh, so I, I shared with him Daniel 927. And he, see, his name is uh, Fogarty, Michael Fogarty. That's obviously a, an Irish name. Huh. And so he, he said he was raised in, in Roman Catholic Church. He was an altar boy. And he, he even wanted to become a, a, a priest. Sure. And, and, and so... I, I shared with him the history of the Counter-Reformation, and he was interested. He, I, yeah, I, I talked to him about the Council of Trent and uh, what the uh, Jesuit did in uh, 1585 or thereabouts to uh, misinterpret Daniel 9.27. And I, he was definitely interested. He, he received it. He didn't try to argue with me. I think he, he knows a little bit about that. You know, it's it's really strange that I, I cannot uh, 
neither can I uh, uh, convince that to my friend in Almori. See, Almori is on the northern city of uh, Honshu. And uh, I, I told you about this uh, man. He was born in Colombia. And uh, he was, of course, raised in the Roman Catholic Church. The three uncles, Jesuit priests, three of them. Right. And his father was a diplomat, took him to Rome. And so actually the uh, latter part of his uh, uh, young life, when he was a, a teenager, he was uh, raised in uh, Rome, uh, probably maybe close to the, the Vatican. And uh, there was a, a time when even the, the Pope washed his feet. He, he showed me this is how Catholic I was, uh-huh. that, the Pope, that the Pope washed my feet. But she doesn't seem to uh, think that this counter-reformation or the interpretation of Daniel 9.27 is important. And he, he looks, he doesn't go any higher than international bankers or Jews or insight like that, you know, uh, like the uh, Rothschild. I, I used to think that the Rothschild family were the kings or the rulers of, of the world. This is what uh, John Todd had to say. Are, uh, do, do you know about the John Todd's testimony of the Illuminati? I, I know about uh, uh Remind me again. I know about John Todd, and I know I've listened to him talk about the Illuminati, but I have to tell you, um, uh, I've kind of, I don't really buy into a lot of what he says. What he says, it, it doesn't quite gel. You know what I'm saying? Some right. of it does, but it's, it's, there's a lot of things about it that don't add up historically. And uh, understand. So go ahead, tell me. Well, okay. Well, well, you know, I I used to uh, highly value John Todd's testimonial because. Uh, uh, it, it 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 showed me that uh, the, the devil's uh, kingdom is not just uh, uh, spiritual, but he has a physical organization on earth that seems to be highly organized. Well, I, I thought that his testimony was of value, but I don't consider it so valuable now because I consider that Illuminati just... Uh, part of the, the conspiracy if the, the Illuminati was uh, created by the Jesuits or Jesuit order, uh, another name for the Jesuits. And John Todd, in his testimonial, definitely doesn't include anything about the Vatican or the Pope or the, the Roman Catholic Church or, or anything by, like that. No, that's, that's uh, anyway, I, I agree with you. That seems to be the case for me, too. I you know, the more and more I listen to so many of these voices out there, it's like a giant shell game, you know what I mean? They just juggle things around. What do they call that game where they have like the two or three shells and under one of them? Uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, yeah, as, the, as a, a, an acorn or a uh, or whatever it has. But it's just a giant shell. Yeah, it's a shell game. And it's like, it's just, they make it out to be this big globulous thing. <laughs> it's just, just, well, it's, it's this now. It's that now. It's this. And it's like, and you're right. I think, uh, you know, this is how I see it. And I'm probably wrong. I will admit that I'm wrong. 
But if based on scripture, Rome's final empire, we've, we've talked about this many times, so Rome's going to be the fourth and final empire. So whatever the, the head of this quote-unquote pyramid, if you will, of power, it's going to be related to Rome. What do they use yes. to control? Religion, banking, politics, war, all these different systems. So, you know, you look at it, the papacy certainly is at the top, but is it the top? I don't know. I mean, you look at all these really powerful, wealthy families that end up being uh, in the papacy, or being part of one of the cardinals. If you look at the Jesuits, well, the Jesuits take over, the, they took over the papacy. Obviously, they must control and override the papacy. So uh, where is it all? Yes. I mean, there's a certain point you're just like, well, okay, there's the papacy, there's a false religion, you see all these bankers, you see all these different elements, they're all, the, the dragon gives its power, and you get to a point and you're like, uh, you can drive yourself mad trying to figure out. <laughs> the very tip of yes. it. It's probably some, right, right. Some, some, you know, 500-year-old, uh, uh, you know, what did they call that guy from Star Wars? They, they yelled, uh, old Jedi, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's some guy that looks like oh. a, somewhere in some cave somewhere that's running at all. I can't, I'm, being, I'm being facetious about it and joking about it. I'm just saying, you know, it's, there's a certain point. Because it just it is kind of globulous. It is kind of nebulous. You know, there's, I think they all serve the same master, Satan, but God to, to negate Rome to negate the papacy, to ignore it, to me, seems incredibly folly. It's a terrible uh, mistake. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, I I, I want to tell you that um, I I used to be a a fan of uh, Fritz Springmeier and and his book, uh, 13 Bloodlines of the Illuminati. But I now I, I believe that Fritz Springmeier has been uh, misled, though he, he may be a sincere Christian. I'm not sure. He I was in, in, impressed that he started his ministry uh, going uh, door to door to uh, people he, he knew to be uh, uh, Jehovah, Jehovah Witnesses, which uh, impressed me because it, it's. Uh, Jehovah Witnesses who are famous in going door to door and preaching their perversion of the gospel. Uh-huh. But uh, but anyway, Fritz Springmeier in his uh, testimonial said that when he found that uh, the Jehovah Witnesses and the uh, and the Mormon Church there there was a link in top leadership and that uh, caused him to want to do more. Research, uh, well, that that really impressed me. But uh, later, I found out from, from one of my friends that uh, Fritz Springmeier gets most of his information from a former CIA, so supposedly former CIA. Huh. Uh, I I can't remember the name of the guy now, but uh, he he was part of the MK Ultra project, and he he supposedly. Uh, rescued this uh, lady who is also a part of MTLK. Okay, his name is uh, Mark Phillips, if I remember correctly, a, a CIA agent. Okay. And so when, so when I, I heard that, 
I and and because uh, I, when I I came to uh, understand that the um, the papacy and the Vatican and the Jesuits uh, these are really the big game players which uh, Springmeier does not include and then I uh, you know I started to have doubts about uh, his research and then I found out later that uh, these uh, that there's a, an alternate group of uh, 13 families who are mainly centered in Rome. Right. Mainly, yeah, mainly centered in Rome. And that made a, a lot more sense because uh, most of the families in uh, Fritz Springmeier's book, The 13 Bloodlines of the Illuminati, they, they seem to be Americans. You know, and... And we, we know it's, I, I used to think that America was running the world, but now I believe that America is uh, just a pawn. But a, a major player for sure, but America has uh, been controlled by Rome from the beginning. And that's why I put Washington in the lap of Rome on my uh, website. And, and you're going to read it on your program sometime, right? Well, I was actually going to start uh, yesterday, but then we get, you had that article that you sent me, and I said, well, I think I'll read that one, that article concerning that of um, – I don't have it in front of me right now. But anyways, yeah, it's uh, about, yeah, Russia, about the, Russia. Yeah, go, go, go get me, go, right. And I know that's just one more lie of many lies that we've been exposed to and. As Christians and in this country, so, anyways, but going back to what you're saying too, I had a little bit of experience with Fritz myself. Um, he he responded to me pretty harshly whenever oh. I, I, a couple times that I brought up the the papacy and insisted they had nothing to do with it. Um, huh. The other thing also, uh, of course, this wasn't in a public. It wasn't like a show like this. It was just texting to each other. Um, the other thing too is if you look at uh, Edifying Others is a YouTube channel and he was on the show and he did some well let's put it this way he feels strongly that actually Fritz uh, what's his name again Fritz, <laughs> Fritz Springmeier thank you yeah. Fritz Springmeier uh, is a um, a uh, Secret Society, Freemason. He's a Freemason, oh. and uh, he points out a few things that are very suspect about Fritz. One thing is, in a show, he had a hard time answering. For a guy who's been a lifetime Christian, he had a hard time answering the question: Was Jesus Christ married? Oh, and really? I'm like, when I watched it, listened to it, I'm like, you know, I mean, I can understand. You know, having a moment, whatever. But he really he couldn't answer it, and I'm like, well, that's that's that. Uh, any, I mean, I'm relatively new to this. I mean, even I can. No one in the Bible says he's ever married. <laughs> right. I mean, he <laughs> he wasn't married. Come on. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> right. Right. But uh, obviously, the man is under somebody's influence, and. Uh, you, you look at it, and you, uh, it's it's been a fascinating journey. I know you've gone through this very similar thing. By the way, folks, anybody who listens to this in the future, uh, James, 
uh, jamesjpn.net is one of, I consider, and I'm not just saying this, James, because you're on the show, um, but I, for whatever it's worth, probably not worth much of anything, but uh, I consider has to be one of the top dozen, if not the top half dozen websites out there, period. Especially if you want to find, as far as resources, um, as far as, uh, you do a lot of great work. I mean, I, I think, you know, I've been real blessed since I started the show as far as, you know, uh, it's like, I don't know if you've heard any of the recent shows I've done with Keith Hansen or Gordon Comstock, but thinkorbebeaten.com. If you haven't really looked into that, I strongly recommend you do that. That is one of the, uh, I feel, is one of the top. Yeah, Think or Be Beaten resources out there as far as websites go to get a person started and get to have a, a good understanding of how the world really works. So with you, what you've done amazingly well is um, just the fact that you provide these books plus your articles and your research and you know what I mean that people can just have an understanding I mean like let me go back to your your home page here but uh, yeah I mean I'm going to read uh, in the lap of Rome Washington uh, left of Rome I'm going to read from your website because you know what you type it in a way that's really readable for the average person but uh, I mean, you, the list of books that you have here uh, are a great start for anybody. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really uh, a great encouragement for me to to hear that, and uh, I'm going to tell that to to my my wife. She she would like me to do more things that will uh, generate income. Sure. That's so, <laughs> yeah. right. Do uh, that. You know, there's yeah, no well, some, some, <laughs> some, they, they, they've given me a few dollars here and a few dollars there, you know, but it, it's nothing I can uh, live on. But the, the websites are, are paying for themselves, which uh, is, is sort of nice. It, but but I, I use the cheapest hosting ever, and uh, which which uh, brings something to, to, to mind, if, if I may share this, that I, I want to tell you on, on this trip, I, I visited my friend in, in Osaka, and uh, he's he's the man. His name is uh, Kengo Tahada, and he's the, the Japanese man that started me on my web ministry adventure. I probably would not have a, a website now if, if it wasn't for him, because he gave me uh, free web hosting and. See, uh, I don't like to pay for for things that I I don't think uh, I I may not do well at. But because of he gave me free web hosting, so I started my first uh, James Japan. It was based on his domain name uh, kt70.com, and uh, he he told me that. Uh, he has a dedicated server, and so this meant that uh, the website was uh, uh, really fast. And to 
for a, a fast website means that you're going to get good ratings by by Google, and so and which uh, I, I like. You know, people tell me uh, Google's not not your friend. Well, I'm sorry, I consider Google my my, my friend, right? <laughs> because Google rates my websites high, which which I, I like. You know, maybe they are spying at me. Well, I can care less. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything, everything that I post, um, I want the, the world to, to know, and I don't care if they know about me personally. I want them to to know that. And people have told me that uh, just the fact that I, I, I hitchhike, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a, an open book. I'm not rich, uh, but e- even if I did have money to uh, take the, the trains. I would still like to hitchhike, and this is because of it's part of my outreach, my my ministry to the Japanese people. You have uh, over a hundred million people, and ninety nine percent of them do not know Christ, and they're going to go to a crisis grave. I want to at least give them a, an opportunity to hear the, the the gospel. These people are ignorant. They they have heard of the Garden of Eden, but they they really don't know the the message in the first three chapters of the book of Genesis. I'm trying to educate them, and it's all one on one. And sometimes I've been able to give them Bibles and uh, New Testaments, and and that. And, and then I, I'm also uh, trying to, to educate them who, who the, the real enemy is, and it's even uh, part of their, their history. Uh, but, but the reason why uh, Japan had uh, closed its ports off to all foreigners for over 300 years, and why? Is because of fear of Rome. That's... That's exactly why they. It was fear of Rome and the Jesuit influence. That's why Japan uh, closed it, its ports. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, see, and uh, you know, you you took Japanese that. See, this is part of their, their history, and they they totally understand. I, I used to uh, speak to, to them about the Illuminati, but this is very nebulous, and even about the. Uh, Freemasons, it's still nebulous. But when I talk about the Jesuits and the Catholic Church and, and the Pope, this is something they can understand. So by by trying to identify the the, the Antichrist, the, 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 the real enemy, I'm also hoping to introduce them to Christ at the at the same time. And I, I tell them about why Jesus died and uh, for our sins. And uh, I, I might have told you in, in the previous show, uh, uh, even in their own uh, written language, uh, you know, uh, there's actually uh, three ways to, to write Japanese. Uh, one way is uh, characters from China. And... Uh, they, they compose approximately uh, nearly uh, 2,000 characters in the uh, Japanese language. And one of the uh, characters, meaning uh, righteousness, is a very interesting character because he, 
each each character is a composite of uh, simpler characters, especially the the one with the uh, many strokes. And see, they, they all have meaning. And if you know the meaning, it's like a very, very clear. And the, their character for, for righteousness, you see on the top of the uh, character, it's, uh, it's uh, the one for sheep. No one will deny this means sheep. And on the, on the bottom, it's, it's uh, the character for I or us, Wadi. And so you have the idea of a sheep and us, and what has, has that to do? I, I told him it was the, comes from the uh, Jewish tradition of uh, animal sacrifices of sheep, because the, the Bible says that uh, our uh, sins are uh, cleansed by blood, and that Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was the ultimate sacrifice for our, our sins. But I, I tell this to the uh, Japanese and they, they listen and they find it very interesting because I, I'm coming to them from the aspect of uh, teaching them uh, history. I, I want to put an emphasis on the word history because they have an aversion to religion. There's a, a strong aversion to religion in this country. The, the average Japanese, you know, you, you leave a, a sour taste in, in their uh, mouth if you're trying to promote your religion. I think it's because they were uh, burned out uh, because of the, the war and, and emperor worship. And the Japanese were very religious. They used to worship uh, their emperor as a god. Uh, Prior to uh, World War II, the average Japanese person had had never seen a picture of the emperor, never seen him in person, never heard his voice. And so after the, the war was over, when the, the emperor, uh, he, he came on and he, he spoke on the radio, and many Japanese started to weep. They started to weep to, to hear his voice for the first time, especially they, they wept when he said that uh, he's not God. But as a, re, as a result, uh, for some reason, the, the Japanese are turned off to, to religion. And uh, but the general, Rick Arthur, you know, this guy, I, apparently he was a, a Freemason. Uh, he, he started to open the uh, doors for, for missionaries in uh, or to to Japan, and but it was like half and half, half Catholics and half Protestants. See, uh, apparently he wanted them both to come in simultaneously. And uh, just after the war, when Japan was still rebuilding, and you know the, the average Japanese they were very poor and they had to rebuild everything because all the major cities were, were bombed. Tokyo was a, a mess. You know, it was like uh, leveled. Right. And, uh, you know, people really uh, suffered. But at least the American military, the occupation force, the average uh, uh, soldier were uh, uh, kind to the uh, Japanese. And uh, so uh, 
what you know, I, I started the train of thought. Now, what am I forget about it? Oh yeah, yeah. So so anyway, these uh, these missionaries came, and they did very very well uh, preaching on the on the streets. Like uh, a Protestant missionary could uh, stand up on some some corner, maybe he'll he'll stand on a little a platform, and he'll start preaching the gospel. And he'll have a Japanese interpreter, and crowds would gather around him, and, and they would listen. I, I think then probably a lot of Japanese uh, did get saved. Well, but but now you, you do the, the same thing, and, and no one is going to listen to you. And in fact, there's 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 a group of people here. Hello. Hello, I, I can't hear you. Oh, oh I'm okay. sorry. I, I just I just muted myself because my son started screaming about a runny nose. Oh, 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 oh okay. I'm that's, listening. That's you right. keep on talking. Oh, oh, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, there, there's a, a group of Protestant missionaries here that, in, in my opinion, they're absolutely disgusting. And, and the way they, they present the uh, gospel is just all hellfire and, and damnation. You don't feel any love from these people at all, but they are very diligent and they've gone all over Japan uh, preaching their, their message from these uh, speaker cars. You know, I, I think in America, uh, the uh, most towns and cities would not allow such a thing. It's very interesting here that uh, uh, it, it, it's okay to uh, uh, travel through these neighborhoods you could have a loud speaker car, and you could blast your message to the neighbors uh, on any topic you are, on religion, on politics. These politicians go canvassing, and they're uh, saying their, their name and their political party and what they stand for. I think in America, they would call that disturbing the peace. <laughs> but but it's okay to do it in Japan. Anyway, uh, uh, during the, the Japanese uh, festival holidays, especially in the major urban areas, uh, you have like for example, there are a famous sections in Tokyo where I mean these huge intersections or maybe. Uh, six ways to, to, to go and every time the uh, uh, light changes and people can cross the street there, there's literally thousands of people crossing the street simultaneously I mean I, I gotta show you a picture of that sometime like <laughs> thousands over a thousand at least two, two or three thousand people are crossing the, the street so many people and and these guys, the, the, the Romans, they, they go to such places with their uh, speaker car and they're, they're, they're blasting away this, this message that uh, the, the Japanese need to repent of their sins. Well, I want to tell you that the, the word sin is a Christian concept that is, is not even in the Japanese vocabulary. Huh. Sin... Sin means crime. And so if, if you call the Japanese a criminal, no, if you call them a sinner, you're literally calling them a criminal 
And this is offensive to the Japanese. You have to define what you mean by sin. See, this is how, uh, you know, I think this is why the uh, Japanese, uh, so few people come understand that the gospel. One, uh, one young lady, uh, she, she went to uh, Canada. She's one of our friends. Went, went to Canada and uh, met a, a Christian family there. And she started to go to church, and she got saved. Uh, you hear lots of stories of uh, Japanese when they uh, go overseas to either America, Canada, or New Zealand, or some uh, nation where uh, uh, Christianity is still prevalent, or some form of, form of it. Uh, you you know they they get saved and they they come back, and then she she came to our fellowship meeting. And she said, I still don't uh, quite understand the concept of sin, she said. So, yeah. See, so, you know, one one, uh, man told me also a missionary to to Japan. He said, you you can preach about Jesus till the cows come home, but until the the Japanese realize that they're a sinner and they need salvation, uh, they're they're not going to really... call out to Jesus Christ. But, you know, that, that's not to say they don't have problems. But there is definitely a dark side to the Japanese society and uh, in uh, places in Tokyo. Well, I don't know if you heard these years, uh, Shinjuku, uh, Kabukicho, they, they have uh, all of these. Uh, there's uh, gay bars and, and prostitutions, uh, massage parlors, drugs, uh, they're they're controlled by I hear now controlled by the Chinese mafia. Huh. These these guys are fierce, even worse than the uh, Russian mafia. Well, you know I I've been to Russia and uh, a lot of Russian mafia people uh, they they confess the faith in God and in Christ, but I don't think these Chinese people do. So maybe they they could be even worse. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So you you know, just to to, to be here is is a, a, a challenge to know that all these Japanese people they they don't know Christ. You know, I was so sad and convicted the other day of a person, a, a neighbor, who who actually uh, took me out to dinner one time to eat uh, a sushi. And uh, this man was uh, is my age. He was actually maybe even a few months younger than, than me. And uh, he, uh, well, him and his wife took me out to to dinner. They uh, they wanted uh, they were they were interested in me teaching them in English. So this was uh, last year in December. And then. Uh, in January, when we were supposed to start this English teaching, uh, the, the wife called me and said that the husband uh, changed his mind. He was not interested anymore. And then uh, a few months later, I, I, I met her again, and uh, she said, uh, Father has passed away. Father? And I thought that she was talking about her father, but then I realized that she was talking about her her, her husband. I said what? And uh, she said that uh, he was uh, out on a, a trip in uh, 
uh, Dubai somewhere and he was uh, swimming in the ocean and he came back to his boat and he felt sick and then he, he just died a heart failure or something huh. I thought I thought, wow this is so sudden and you know I I really you know I, I, I didn't share the, the, the gospel with him. He he knew, I, I'm sure he knew I was a, a Christian, but the, the, these neighbors and people, I, I tried to, to go slow. I, I'm not like that with people who, who pick me up. I, I, I identified myself immediately as a Christian evangelist and that uh, I have, uh, I'm a, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I try to uh, fill them out, you know, if, if they're uh, open to uh, hear the gospel. So some, some very rarely told me, he said, if you, if you speak about religion, I'm going to ask you to uh, uh, get off the car. Right. But, but th- this man, he was uh, like a, a neighbor, a neighbor for, for years. And now he's gone. So may, may God have mercy. I don't know. He's, you know, I, I believe, well, you, you know, that the Bible says that, you know, see, see because now here, here's, here's the, the, the thing, and I'm sure you've heard this before. Uh, the, these atheists and, and unbelievers challenge me, and they, they say, is, is, is God go, going to, to send these millions or billions of Asians to, to hell. They've, they've never heard the uh, gospel. And and I tell them, this is what I tell them, you know, in the book of Revelation, it, it also says we're, we're going to be judged not according to what we believe, but according to our works. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know what, what you, you believe on this, but I, I cannot believe that uh, eternal punishment is going to be the same for the uh, Japanese person who has never heard the uh, gospel or didn't understand the gospel. I, don't, I do not believe this punishment is going to be the same as for Satan and his angels. See, the, the Bible clearly says that uh, hell was created for the devil and his angels, right? And, and Jesus, Jesus himself said that uh, those who uh, knew their master's will and did it not shall be beaten with many stripes, and those who didn't know his, his master's will shall be beaten with few stripes. Well, anyway, I don't know about you, but to, to, to think about eternity this, this way gives me a, a lot more peace than to think like this and some of these, these other guys that you're, you're either in, in or, or out. I'm, I'm not saying there's going to be like a purgatory. This is like a Roman Catholic thing. Yeah. But, 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 you know, uh, this, this idea of uh, equal eternal punishment in, in, in hell for the un- unbeliever, the, the same type of punishment as for the evildoer, no, I don't know if the Bible really teaches that. 
but anyway, this is uh, my own uh, opinion, uh, if you will. Yeah. Well, to, Daddy? I understand what you're saying. And it, it's a hard. It's, Daddy? 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 Hold on a second. Chase, I'm talking to something. Okay, we got plenty. Play with the, play with the kitty. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. So you know, and uh, you know, I'm a guy who uh, was an ex-Mormon. So of course, in the Mormon faith, you're uh, <clears throat> you're given that second chance, right? And he has baptism of the dead and all that nonsense. Oh, uh, you know, I, um, I you know. I don't know. Um, you know, I imagine there are God's got to have special grace for those who uh, never been able to hear His truth, not because of their own fault, not because they denied it themselves, but because uh, you know they live under a political system or religious system that denies them the truth. So I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things. <laughs> it's it's, right, a, it's, right. it's, uh, it's a hard one to swallow, but then oh, there's my son. Um, I don't know. I, I I I do believe that this much is a man gets an opportunity to hear the gospel, so that since he will be judged for it. So um, right. I don't know how God's going to deal with all that. I really don't, because, you know, it really doesn't specifically, I mean, it does, but it, a little bit, I guess. But it doesn't really go into great detail, the Word of God, about that. You know, what if there's a group of people that, or if there's a person out there who, uh, I don't know, I mean, look at Abraham. <laughs> you know what I mean? Abraham. I mean, Abraham was a man... <clears throat> was pleasing to God, and he didn't have the Bible. He didn't have the teachings that, that, that we had. He believed. He had faith in God. So, And um, I don't know. He, 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 he did hear the word of God, though. Well, he heard God speak to him, or at least in dreams or something. He, well, he well, to God. And well, that's what I'm saying. He had, he, yeah, he did this, that, but he also he believed. He just believed. He had faith in God, so uh, right now, you know, it's a real dangerous line because you know they go to this ecumenical nonsense that's out there that you know there's there is only one God, but not everyone believes in that true living God. And so, you know, say there's a Buddhist that is their God, whatever that is, or the, uh, they, they they don't really have concept of God as the creature. It's, it's something about uh, you becoming one with the uh, universe. Uh, yeah. Shaka Sabbath, they say, you know. The New Age thing no, that we know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, and that, of course, is not the true living God. So, um, I don't know. Right. I, 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 I don't, I, you know, it's one of those things I want I have. Half of me says, you know, a man has to hear the word of God and accept it. Another half of me says, well, what about those, just like you said, you know, uh, who never get a chance? But then again, then there's an example of Abraham who walked with God. So. 
you know, uh, once uh, I think I might have told you this before. I, I met a, a, a few was uh, ill, and he was hospitalized for a month. And uh, there, uh, next to him on this uh, a table by his bedside was uh, a Bible, and so he read the Gospel of Matthew on his own, and he became uh, convinced who Jesus was, and. He, he became truly a, a born again Christian. Right. This is something that the Pope Francis says you can't do. Exactly. <laughs> right. Pope, the Pope, Pope Pope Francis says you you cannot become a Christian apart from the Church. Well, this guy did. He, he was certainly he wasn't a part of any Church, not not Protestant, not Catholic. He just believed that, that the word of God, and I believe he was saved because I, I could really see that he understood the uh, gospel and he knew who the, the real Jesus was. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Well, um, <laughs> you know, then I look at a guy, a guy like myself. I mean, I've had endless chances to have this opportunity to accept Christ, and I. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, you know what I mean. I mean, I mean, I, I heard the message of Jesus Christ. I mean, it was, it was a twisted message, but I still heard it from the Mormons and from uh, other groups, people. Quiet! Quiet! Shh. Quiet. <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> and uh, quiet, Alex. I'm talking right now. I'm talking. To somebody, so be respectful and go, go do something else. Come on. So you know, uh, yeah. Uh, there, there are gods. There, there are gods. You know, there is you know the, the election too. You know, God's elect. There are those who are you know, God is known to the foundation of the world, and uh, you know, I look at myself and you know, why me? I mean, of all people, what I mean? So, uh, I don't think that I'm better than anybody else, and I don't think that I'm any more special. So, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe change to this. Somebody from China or Japan will hear this, and they will come to the Lord because there's two Christians that are actually sympathetic to their situation. You know what I mean? They're not judging it. Yeah. Right. I I, 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 I certainly know I'm not better than anyone else. I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm worse than everyone else. I I was so rotten when I was a a teenager. I I used to steal uh, collector coins from my my brother. These are coins that are are worth more than the face value. I did the same thing, by the way. (laughs) And, and, and And I used to buy smokes with them. I used to buy I used to buy cigarettes with my brother's collector coins and rip them off. I don't you know, my, my I, brother he had uh, Indian heads and all these like buffalo heads. Oh, oh my! Oh collection of them, and I didn't know. And no one ever told me. No one talked to me, explained to me. I just saw these coins, and he wasn't around. And I like, uh, I took them and I took them down to the shop and bought candy with them. If I eventually. Uh, the shop owner, the, the actual owner of the shop, that uh, ironically down down the road, my mom, my sister ended up working there for four years, <laughs> and as a teenager and through college, 
Um, but he he saw that coin. He, he saw that he's like, I'm giving him like Indian heads and buffalo heads and all that. And he's like, oh, it's coins. And he goes, he, he busted me and he called my parents and everything. And I said, uh, your son's buying candy with like really expensive pennies and nickels oh. and neck orders. I had no idea oh. what I was doing. I did the same thing, so. I see. Well, uh, you know, I, I was definitely more guilty than, than you because I knew exactly what I was doing. I'm a teenager. I knew exactly what what I was doing, but I did it anyway. That that's how rotten I was. Anyway, I have I have more stories about my trip here, if you like. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, I wanted to first. I went to the. Chiba area, which is on the other side of Tokyo, and I, I saw my, my my friend Michael. He's he's from the uh, USA, and then I, I went to uh, another place, and uh, I have a really uh, sweet uh, friends from uh, France, and uh, he he was uh, raised a uh, Catholic. And his his wife is a descendant of French Huguenots, uh-huh. which which is which is really cool. She was raised a Protestant. I did, I didn't even know there were any uh, Protestants or Huguenots left in France, but uh, she she was I think it's um, Eastern France, and uh, I, I'm always very welcome in, in their their home. They're a, a little bit older than than me, and and then I I went to an area. Uh, this is uh, southwest of Tokyo, uh, close to Mount Fuji. It's a, a Shizuoka area. And uh, anyway, this uh, this uh, way from uh, Tokyo through Shizuoka to to Osaka, this this route is like uh, over a, a thousand years old. It's called uh, uh, Tokai Road, and. Uh, Travelers used to, uh, travelers used to uh, go on foot, passes uh, by by Mount Fuji. So I I stayed with my friend in uh, Shizuoka. He says I I see him every five years. He's a, he's a really uh, a sweet guy. I I first met him in, in America in uh, Washington State in Tacoma, uh, uh, Washington. Uh, and he's uh, my uh, Facebook friend. But he took issue with me. I, I posted something on uh, about the C.S. Lewis on Facebook, which he didn't like. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I I, I questioned whether uh, C.S. Lewis is, was really a Bible-believing Christian. But, you know, some, some people, they, they come from the other point of view that some say that we shouldn't... Uh, criticize these guys for, for their theology. Now, of course, their, their theology was off, but he said uh, so many other really uh, good things. But, I mean, were they truly good? You know, Jesus said, you shall know them by the fruits. And when I heard that uh, some people, after reading C.S. Lewis's works, uh, changed uh, their uh, affiliation from their Protestant church to the Roman Catholic church. Oh, yeah. This is very alarming, right? You know, C.S. Lewis, it could be a, like a compromise reading his, his works. Well, I think that was part of the, that's why he was propped up, right? Because it was, it served just that purpose, right? The, the hope of uh, people, you know, 
Because, you know, if people who are Bible-believing, quote-unquote, Protestant Christians, uh, they're, they're, they're uh, you know, they call us fundamentalists. You know, <laughs> obviously Rome will do everything in, our, in its power to uh, get people to, to come away, right? I mean, the ideal situation for Rome would be is that instead of killing us all off, is that we all just join and become, you know, part of their the fold and that they can exploit us and profiteer from us and that kind of thing. So and then of course right. then there's Satan's motives behind it all. So I, I'm still thinking about your your very important question about you know, about folks who, like you're talking about in parts of the world who never hear the gospel but are what's what is what I don't know that. that's a, that's a would be a good study to do down the road because it's an important one and it's one that it's a good challenge for the one's faith and to, to grow in it. So, um, what God? What does God do with these folks who never get a chance to hear the gospel? And, you know, okay, uh-huh. Or, or and then there's you know then there's that other group of people that uh, as far you know overall our at least as for our standards. Uh, are halfway decent people who've done good in the world um, who don't accept. What about them, you know? Um, uh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I only can speak for myself. I look at myself and, you know, you know, uh, the only good that I even have is because of God and it's in me and it's because right. of Christ and because uh, there's said none's good but one and that's so, I don't know. I, it's, it's a very tough one. Uh, I don't want to sound soppy and weak in my faith, but, you know, there is, you know, we have, I feel for people in that situation. I, I, I um, and it doesn't, it's, it's an un, it's an, uh, you know, the realization that many billions of people on this planet are going, you know, they're not going to go to heaven. And that's it's a sad proposition to think about, and it's something that we all want to have a an easy answer to, and there might just not be one. You know what I mean? The truth is, maybe they won't. Okay, you know there there are are some uh, Bible teachers they they teach that uh, you know it, it, it talks about in, in in the book of Peter. I'm not sure which uh, first or second epistle of, of Peter. Uh, it talks about uh, Jesus after he died. He went to preach to the spirits in prison, right? And so these these were people who uh, lived before Jesus had had the opportunity to hear the, the the gospel. And so some some people say that there there may be a second chance to receive Jesus in the spirit world. But I know other people. Uh, vigorously dispute that, and they're they're quoting from uh, Hebrews. I think it's ten twenty seven, or it is given unto man once to die, after that the, the judgment, which uh, they they teach uh, means there is no second chance. But I I wonder does that scripture actually say that, and can can we base the doctrine on a single scripture? Right. I, I think I, I think we we know uh, from all these these other um, uh, you know the origin of some of these false doctrines 
were so some of them were based on a single scripture, right? Like for example, the the, the misinterpretation of uh, Daniel nine twenty seven. Oh yeah. And so right, right. And so to 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 say that there there is no uh, opportunity for reconciliation with with God after you die, just based on one scripture. I, I can't say I agree with that. You know, but uh, I, 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 I it would be, be nice, like if someone like Ryan Tyler Taylor, from who was with me last night, or, um, or, or that ilk, somebody who has more experience with the Word of God than me. I, I, <laughs> I, I can only answer it. I have to be honest. Uh, in a way that's not really satisfactory. It's probably based on emotional. Uh, it's an emotional answer because you know I, I, I you know I care about people and I don't want any just like you. I don't want anybody to go to hell and I don't want I want everyone if they to experience the joy and hope of uh, heaven and what it has to offer us, you know, and be presence with our Lord and Savior. But I, I don't. I don't. I. I. I I am not the person to answer this question. I am not. So I'm, I'm not qualified. But saying that, I certainly uh, have that, you know, that I, guess, I hope that there's an answer that's um, for those people who never get a chance to, you know. But, you know, I I don't know. Okay. Also, you there, there, go back to Abraham. I keep going back to Abraham and his opportunity. He he accepted God. He walked with God. Uh, he didn't he didn't go through the same process, I guess, that you and I go through at this time on Earth. You know, we um, he didn't have. There wasn't uh, like I don't read it in the Bible unless I missed it that he had to be baptized and he had to. You know, go through all these different things. Uh, of course, even baptism itself is not—it's not salvific. Right. Uh, there, are, you don't have to. You know, there are people who accept Christ who never get baptized. Who's Christ? Christ is God. So, I mean, right. to say that God can't speak to them and can't communicate with them, there's somebody in the middle of Mongolia or wherever where they never heard the, the gospel the past 50 years or, or even the past five. And say that they can't be saved. Well, that's denying the power of God Himself and His ability to save those who He chooses to save. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't have a good answer to it. Well, there, there also there is a scripture. I think it's Timothy somewhere that talks about the, uh, Jesus being the Savior of all men. Especially of them that that believe, but you know, there. Well, anyway, there are some preachers. They, they, they teach what is known uh, theologically as universal reconciliation, but I, I know this this is, doctrine is hotly disputed. Uh, you know, some some people say that uh, you know this this gives excuse for for people to not have faith or, or not come to Christ but I, I don't know you know uh, I, I I would I certainly hope that uh, 
So, so some of these people, like like my, my own parents and my my, my mother, though. Let's see, my my father, I, I believe he was a he was a good man. Of course, uh, you know our our own goodness is definitely not enough for for salvation. But I know he was an honest man. He was, uh, of course, a, a Roman Catholic. But I, I don't know. He, he was he was not so much uh, hotly into the, the church, and he he passed away before I I had a chance to really. Share, share with him, but my, my mother, I I shared with her a lot, you know, so much word word with her, and it was like there was uh she was like deaf and blind to everything I had to share because she, you know, she just could not listen to to it. It, it was not in accordance to how she was raised. You know, deaf and blind, and I told her that Jesus is our Savior. It's not that by works and all this, but she was always fearful, very fearful. One reason, and she was very fearful of dying. And and one reason was because when she was uh, a, a teenage girl, she uh, confessed to a priest that a boy kissed her on on the on the mouth. And she felt uh, really uh, bad about that. Obviously, that's why she confessed it to, to the priest. And this priest, he, he's like a monster. When, rather than being sweet and encouraging, because obviously it was against her will, he, he gets out of the, the confessional box and he damns her to hell saying that she's going to burn in hell. Just imagine the impression this has on a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. It just it just breaks my heart to even think about it. And she used to tell me this when I was a, as a, a little kid. And then she she's surprised that I still remember it uh, in, in my old age. So how can I how can I forget that, you know? This makes a deep impression on, on kids. Absolutely. And it's a, yeah, well, 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 you know. And, there, and there's, an awful, there's an awful lot of, you know, let's face it, you know, priests are sick. Catholic priests, but, you know, not just Catholic priests. There's a lot of pastors out there and religious zealots uh, that are sick in their extremism and that, self-righteousness, you know, it ends up driving people away from the truth, even them that opportunity to even hear the truth. So it is a very delicate situation to be in. You better make sure you know absolutely for sure what you're speaking is the truth before you start condemning others or saying, you know. Absolutely. Well, you know, this, this brings me back to this uh, group of people with the uh, speaker cars uh, preaching hellfire and, and damnation message. They are just reeked with self-righteousness. It just just rolls off them. I, one time I, I met uh, one of their members on the street. This was in Hokkaido somewhere. That's a, a northern island. And, and just to look at him, I was just so repulsed with this arrogant look of self-righteousness, it, it was like looking at something ugly. I had to turn my face away. 
I mean, it was a really strong spirit. And, you know, these, these guys, they're, they're going around so self-righteous. And, uh, well, they, they remind me a, a little bit about this uh, uh, famous uh, church. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name. Uh, Westwood Baptist Church or something, This uh, uh, where this uh, church goes around and they uh, pick sure. it at uh, funerals. And uh, this pastor, oh, yeah, Fred Phelps, right? Right. Uh-uh. But, you know, these, these guys were so self-righteous. I, I, I saw on, on YouTube, uh, their, their members, these uh, two, two teenage girls, they would uh, tell the person interviewing them that uh, he's going to go to hell, and, and they laugh. They, they, they laugh, and the, the interviewer from, I think he's from Britain, he said, uh, I, I wouldn't be happy if I thought you were going to go to the hell, and, and you're laughing at, at me for, for, for going to hell, and I, I just can't believe how people can be like that. You know, it's a totally gross well, uh, how It's real easy to be that way, through indoctrination. Uh, you look how easy it is for us to uh, feed on uh, our hatred. Because truth is, without without the, the the grace of God and Him changing us from the inside out and, and giving us you know this capacity of compassion and caring about people and not looking you know not putting the because most people a lot of people they use their faith. Uh, as a way of making themselves uh, feel superior to others, uh, lining themselves, you know what I mean, and a way of high, um, you know, it, it's a it's a disguise. They don't, they're not truly. Uh, I don't truly. I don't truly believe that people that are doing that, most of them, are saved. They're just uh, they're quote unquote Christians. You know, they're uh, they're just. There was just a step removed from, say, your typical Roman Catholic or Mormon, as I used to be a Mormon, or, you know, where you just, it's just a religion. It's just their yeah. identity. It's their, um, it makes them feel uh, superior. Um, uh, well, you know, there's so many ways of looking at it. But the thing is, um, yeah, when you look at that too, and then, of course, uh, how convenient that is too, that whole story. Uh, you know the leadership of that church. Who are these guys? Are these guys Freemasons? Are these guys um, being controlled by none other than the Jesuits um, uh, um, in order to make fundamental uh, fundamentals or fundamental Christians, Bible-believing Christians, look like nutcases? Because you know, the, if people actually got a chance to actually hear your uh, fun, you know. A Bible-believing, saved by grace through faith in Christ alone, Christian uh, with the Spirit of God, you know, um, and that's some, you know, either some guy who's performing stuff, you know, uh, performing miracles, quote unquote miracles, that whole charade there. And I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying if you look at all, all of these miracles, they're just parlor uh, parlor tricks. Um, or um, uh, fundamentalist, maybe Bible thumper, you, you know, uh, Seventh Day Adventists or uh, Baptists or etc. You know, where they just 
you know, quote the scripture, uh, with the, but are just basically jerks. You know, it's just a way of dominating somebody else. I mean, are they really what we consider to be followers of Christ? You know what I mean? Right, but right. There's one thing that's teaching, the, you know, the Word of God with authority. And what does that really mean? That means the true understanding of the Scriptures. And another one just to go out there and beat people over the head to try to convince them that you are right. Right. You know, because I mean? that's what it's really about. It's about that they are right. And you look at all the stuff like this, focusing on, uh, like sodomites and homosexual, you know, they, like they had a protest in Washington D.C. and they had a few thousand uh, nutters, and I think they were the, the same line of these uh, patriots that blind faith in their constitution and the government and all that, and. Uh, their faith is in a piece of paper, <laughs> and it's not really in God. You know what I mean? Right. Because, um, you know, I think, uh, really, I mean, there's a way of sharing the truth with people and being loving about it, being respective to, respectful to everyone around them. Because, you know, if you're just a big jerk and you have the sign and you're walking around saying, you no, know, you know, you know, condemning a young, foolish young men that go overseas and die for, you know, uh, basically an inquisition. They don't know that. They have no idea. Just like the guys in, say, Vietnam or Korea or whatever, the, the young guys that fought these wars, I mean, a lot of them are there just to, to save their own skin. They had no choice. Maybe it's because they really believe they're fighting communism, etc. We don't, we don't, have a right to judge them right. based on the you know what we think their motives are, and right. then if you look you know <clears throat> so you know and these guys that you're talking about that particular church it's I really think it's uh it's scripted, I really think they they exploit it, and people jump on it, people are desperate for attention and belong to something other than God. Uh-huh. They're not really followers of God, or you know, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They're followers of the group, uh, and they're attending in the group. And it's, that's the why it's indoctrination is so powerful. It's you know, like me, like my son. I want to teach him about the Word of God. I want to teach him about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm frightful. I I, I I'm really very afraid to take him to a church. Ah. Uh, where he experienced the same thing that I experienced growing up a Mormon, where basically all I learned how to do was be a member of the group. Uh, I understand. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know, it's one of those things. It's, yeah, you're right. We're watching those people, it is a disgrace. And why is it so promoted? Well, it's promoted because the people that are running the show, it's to their advantage that uh, these whacked-out religions... You know these little groups out there, wherever they may be, uh, they serve. You know, Rome it serves the the power structure, the elite. Uh, you know, to make uh, born again Christians, or if you will, I don't even have about born again. I mean, people who have faith in Jesus Christ, and yes. have faith in the Bible, they look like they're extremists, but they're not cases. Well, the truth is. You and I, and, every, and many of the folks who have been on my show, not all, but many of them, 
uh, demonstrating that we're not that way. Right. We are very open-minded. <laughs> and I think that's the spirit of God working in us. So, But, you know, how, how, but God had to take us out of all these false systems so that we could, you know, become that person that he really wants us to be. I really believe that most people that are really God's children, uh, really, uh, God, God wants us to be individuals. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, you look at these religions. What's the name of that Baptist church at West? What is it called again? West, West, Westboro Baptist Church, I think. Right. Oh, you, you're seeing, you know, a couple hundred in, people that are not individuals. They're not following God. And they're following the leader and they're following the pack. And they're just, they're um, just like some nutcase that's say a sports fanatic that's lived his whole life of revolving around, say, a particular football team and spends all his money and his time energy rooting for the team. You know what I mean? Uh, they, their identity belongs to the group. And God knows that. And I think God. Allows them to, you know, that's what they want. Okay, that's great. But you want me, if you want God, you want, not saying me, Mike Abel, saying <laughs> our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, if you want him, well then, you know what? You're going to have a journey like yours and, and mine and many of the people are on this show. And, uh, right. you know, I really see, I really believe that. I, it's, the examples are just endless. So. Yes. There's, you know, Michael, there's, there's this one other man. He's uh, has quite a presence on YouTube. Some uh, he calls himself a pastor in uh, Indiana, somewhere near Indianapolis, and and this guy is just tears into other pastors and calls them heretics. He he like totally blasts people like uh, Michael Hogarth. Oh yeah. So I I don't I I don't uh, agree with everything Michael Hogarth has to, to say, but for for him to uh, Bless Michael Hogan like, like that. It, it's just way over the top. I mean, anyway, uh, I, I I looked at. I can't remember his name. Maybe you know who I'm, I'm talking about. You just I just felt a spirit of hatred from this guy. Hatred. He, he doesn't. You know, no no smile. And uh, anyway, I, I looked him up. And uh, one other man said he doesn't even believe that this guy uh, is saved. He he really. He was a criminal. Number one, he was a criminal, and he supposedly got saved in jail. And I just feel like real self-righteous spirits from this guy. He he's he's saying he's reading his uh, King James Bible, uh, or he he studies it twelve hours a day or something like that. I, I don't know. He's like uh, bagging this. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, but anyway, there's people like that on the internet. On, on uh, YouTube. Hello. Sorry about that. I had a <laughs> I had a mute because my my son finally oh. fell asleep, and I uh, I had to uh, put him to bed, and his uh, nursery rhymes were running. So, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, don't, I can't think of his name. I don't, I'm not going to waste my time looking him up. But you can. Uh, Certainly, just go on the internet and just uh, pastor Indiana, pastor. We're attacking Mike Holger. You'll find all sorts of stuff on this guy. Um, right. I 
I don't know. I think there's times when you, when uh, uh, we need to be corrected. I'm certain. I'm sure I, I need to be corrected on things numerous times. I'm sure some things I said tonight I'll need to be corrected on. Um, uh, listening to that guy, I understand what you're saying. I um, I don't think he's all wrong, um, but I don't think that his approach is very effective. And you know, I, I with Mike Hogger or Hoggy, like I, I've had him on. I've played a couple of his uh, shows on my show. Is yeah. that right? He was on yeah. your show before. Oh, I don't, no, not him personally. And that wasn't an interview. I just some of his recordings in his YouTube channel. Oh, there was a I teaching see. that he had that was really good. And I thought it was worthy of sharing with people. I don't agree with everything that Mike Hogger has to say, but you know what? Who cares? And when you, the day that you find somebody that you agree 100% on what they're saying, you know what? Uh, uh, cool. Let us all know. Prove <laughs> <laughs> it. I guess I have never, I've never met that person, and I'm certain that I'm not that person. I, I hope that, that people don't agree 100% on everything I say. Um, but... Um, yeah, but I know what you're saying about that guy, and I think that his, I I think that's an example maybe of a cross between anger and attention getting, and proving oh. ones that they are right. Oh. Now, there's times when you, people do need to be. I mean, if you listen to my show and everybody else does, I mean, I do. I spend times. Like what I expose, like Chuck Missler's, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially like about his like stuff, like uh, the Nephilim nonsense, and all, you know. I mean, that so, does, so, and you know, it's clear that these these there, there's a group of pastors out there that are absolutely 100% bought and sold corrupt. That are part of this Freemasonic, uh, Jesuit-controlled Freemasonic movement, where they're just. Um, Guys are just—they're doing it for money. They're doing it for their own person. They're hirelings, and you know they do it. They, they should be exposed. You know, if, if, if by the way, if Pastor, if they find something that Pastor Hogger is teaching and it's flat out wrong, I don't have a problem being exposed on it. And if I did, if the same thing should—if it happened to me and somebody proves, demonstrates to me that I'm sharing something that I'm, that's wrong. I, you know, I, I, I'm in, a, but I'm not a pastor, but, you know, I'm in a state of mind that I'm willing to accept that. But I, this also goes to this whole, and if you look at what happens to these guys that go through seminaries uh, and get right. their little diplomas, and now, now they're men of God. Now they're, they're men who are supposed to be, you know, preachers. Uh, this is, this is not a calling from God. Right. This is a call. This is their call chosen, and this is they know it's been a calling from another man. <laughs> I, my discovery is that most men that I've ever met, not been very many of them, but the ones I have met that I've recognized are really walking in the spirit of God and really speaking His truth. Uh, they're not, uh, and they might have even gone through seminary, by the way, but they recognize what seminary is, and they call it out for what it is. But many of them never spend a day in a seminary. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I I never went to seminary. <laughs> I know. I mean, you you. So, uh, uh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of it out there. By the way, a lot of it out there. I yeah, there, yeah, I but, do think I think there's. I think that guys like edifying others. You get a chance to listen to his YouTube channel. Who? It's called Edifying Others. I've had him on the show. Oh, 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 oh okay. Edifying Others. Okay. I, I, I think he's trying to do the right thing by exposing all this Gnostic nonsense out there and all this false teaching. Oh, okay. Okay. But, you, you know, Michael, I, I have a question, if, uh, if you don't mind. You, you mentioned about the Nephilim nonsense. And it, it seems to me that uh, Pastor Mike Holbert is teaching uh, about the existence of uh, Nephilim. And uh, it, I, uh, you know, just just reading uh, Genesis uh, chapter six, you know, uh-huh. and uh, the, the idea of well, Mike Holford said that uh, part of Satan's plan is uh, mixing uh, demonic DNA with human DNA. I mean, I I personally don't don't find that uh, unbiblical. So I was. Curious about your your stance on it. I mean, I'm not. You know, if if you look at my on my website, I don't know if I put anything about Nephilim. <laughs> well, sorry, no, I'm, I will. <laughs> we're going off a tangent here again. Uh, listen, uh, when it comes to the Nephilim, if you study it like I study it, you're going to come to this whole sons of God thing. Well, that's uh-huh. you know, what it comes down to is basically if you go through the whole Old Testament and through the New Testament, it brings that phrase up at least a half a dozen times, and it's always referring to people that are believers in Christ, followers of Christ. You and I are sons of God, whether we care to or not. It has nothing to do with angels. I've gone through a whole study about it. So as far as, you know, uh, this, is, this, this is the thing. This is like hoggy. Here's one of the things I know, that I flat out am not buying. It's his opinion. Okay. It's been of instance, maybe he actually believes in this whole genetic and mutation thing that's going on. And that, you know, to make it so that uh, fallen angels can, what, mate with us, which is an impossibility. It's not going to happen. It's not scriptural. It cannot happen. <clears throat> can they mess with our gene genetic pool and make us, you know, freaks of nature? Well, certainly they can. Look what they're doing with all sorts of things. I mean, that's not the same thing. That's not so. It's, it's his opinion. Uh huh. It's not it's scriptural. His. It's his opinion. It's his interpretation. He has lots. And you know, that's yeah, he does. And so you know what? That's, that's why. Uh huh. I, I mean, that's uh, the dilemma that I'm finding is that when it comes to a lot of these guys that are well-known pastors and preachers and all that, they got they got. And they could have ninety percent of it right for that ten percent at eleven. It's just like, what the heck do I do? What do I do? Right. You know what I mean? Cause there's, and there's times I've had to deal with it. I've had to deal with now with Chris White because his future. You know, I guess I had to make a stance of what's really important. In this White, Chris White. It, it, don't, don't worry about it. But it's one of those days we can talk about. It, but he's he's a big name on the internet. But he's a futurist. He believes that uh, the six-year tribulation and all the stuff that the Jesuits created, that you and I know, is a, is a mockery of the Word of God and is not scriptural. Right. And then and there's other people that, uh, well, well, I just had to deal with Eric Phelps. 
He's another one of yeah. them. He teaches a lot of you know good information about the Jesuits. Yes. But his futuristic nonsense or stance, his dispensation futurism, because what I know about it, I can't accept. Oh, he's a futurist. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And he's never yeah, hit. You know, he's never you know, hit. I think, I, I think I, uh, Michael Hogarth is a futurist, too. He, he must be. He, he doesn't identify who the Antichrist is. And I don't think he's ever talked about Daniel 9.27. No, I would, no, uh, I mean, the, the reason I, I used Hoger, the, the, the time that I think I only ever, there's two times. One time he was exposing, he did a good job, I think it was with contemplative prayer explaining that. Uh, uh-huh. he, he did a really great job. And then the other time it was something to the uh, Shekinah glory. Uh, and yeah. now that's not in the Bible. It's not. Right. It's not in the right. Bible. I, I, I think, I, think yeah. I heard that program and so he did a good job explaining that. And uh, if I failed in any way to anybody who listened to me that I'm supporting, that I, that I've, if, if I give anybody the impression that I support him, Pastor Hogger, 100%, or even support him, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, there's things about, like, the genetic mutation, you know, this. Uh, the stuff that he talks about as far as the genes and all that, and his, his focus on numerology, and, and uh, you know, in a day he might be right on half some of it, but it's not scriptural, and yeah, I don't know. It's just not really worth my time and energy to focus on. So, do I believe? Well, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Do I? Do I know that Pastor Hager, Hager is a saved man? Is a man? You know, I don't. He could be saved and just be flat out wrong about a lot of things, just like I am and you are and everybody else's. Right. He could be blinded by his right. pride and up his, and that kind of thing. So I don't know. But the thing is, I don't have to follow him. Right. <laughs> I, I don't have to say I'm a, yeah, a hogger follower. I don't have to follow anybody. I can just right, right. I, I can take. I you know I guess there's this thing called discernment. And here's the part of the problem is with, you know, what we end up doing in the body of Christ is because so-and-so said this or they did that, that therefore I cannot listen to anything that they have to say. Um, who knows, maybe sometime Chuck Misler will have the greatest speech on, I went, who knows, Saved by Grace that I've ever heard in my life. And regardless of all the credit he says and he does, he said, you know what? It's still worthy of sharing it with people because he's actually speaking truth here. Will I do it? Maybe. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to go out of my way to support any of these guys. And I'm not going to... And I I try to, at least, as far as my show goes, you know, I try to say, well, I don't fully... You know, I don't support this website. I'm not part of it. I don't, you know... I'm not affiliated in any way, but I like what they're saying here. And since I can't find anybody else who's doing a better job of saying it, I'm going to share it. <laughs> and because I'm not right. skilled enough to do, you know, replace them, I mean, I'm going to share it. Maybe I'm making a mistake, but the problem is, for my own research, I haven't found anybody. That's... Actually, you know, the funny thing is what my research is showing me, which you've noticed as well, 
the further we go back in time, especially in the 19th, the 18th, and 17th, and 16th century Christians, yes. Yes. spoke a heck of a lot more truth than they do today. Yeah. They were, that, that, they were not... They're not, we're not as confused about the truths of God, the truth of Scripture, like we are today. Right. And so it's I'm, I'm just keep. It's, I'm learning this lesson of going back, going back in time to hear the truth. Maybe that's what I need to do as I go on. In fact, I'm, I'm I'm getting convinced that I do need to go back in time and share, you know, like expositions from whoever it may be, John Gill or. Yes, whoever it may be. Yeah. But yes, the same yes. token, there's still uh, present-day uh, preachers and, and pastors out there that actually have something worthwhile saying that's relevant to today and what we're going through, especially if we're talking about, like, contemplative prayer, spiritual exercises. Uh, you know, these guys are dealing with and helping us to recognize about the postmodern church. Um, they do have some things to share. Yes. You know what I mean? So I do share it because they do a good job explaining that part. Yeah. But there's always a caveat when I share with them. And there's times when it's just unpalatable for me. There's flat out, like Hogger, he avoids the whole futurism thing. He admits that he doesn't, you know, about the, the pre-trib, post, mid-trib, post-trib, he doesn't know. He doesn't want to avoid it. He, he wants to avoid it. Yeah, he doesn't talk about it. Because he's a Baptist, see? He's still oh. affiliated with the Baptist Church. He's an independent Baptist. And I'm not condemning him for that. But because he's that, and because he's not willing to let go of that, because of what the, you know, the price of truth is costly. You know this. Yes. It's very costly. And everyone I've known who's a pastor, or whatever they were in life, lost a lot, in particular their position, status in their world. So you look at a guy like him, he has a lot to lose by actually going all the way with it. He does. You, you yeah. mean like his his flock, his uh, show? Or, you know, he's, or, you know, maybe in the end he has so much more to gain, but because uh, well, no, I don't want to say maybe he does, he has so much more to gain, but I know from my own personal experience, like, you know, this show's called Nothing But The Truth, and it's my, my hope is that I find the truth. If I'm wrong, I'll admit to people I'm wrong, because that's what I want, it's the truth. And it's a lonely journey. Yes. <laughs> it really is. There's not a, you know, I have a handful of people after all this time that I can even talk this way, James. It's one of the reasons why I appreciate you being part of my life. Well... Because, you know, here, you're a fine example of a man who's I believe, is being led by the Spirit of God. Are you perfect? You got it all right? No. But you're still willing to ask the questions. You're still willing to admit that you don't got it all right. You're still trying to figure things out. Right. Uh, and I think, really, that's part of what I believe. That, that I believe is an act of God that makes it allows a man to stay that way. Oh. Because, you know, we... we it's really easy to just get, quote-unquote, set in our ways. And what does that really mean? Set in our ways means that <clears throat> this is where I'm comfortable with. I'm not budging from here. I'm not going to try to look at anything else because the costs are too great. Yes. And the costs are very great. I mean, they're, they're, it's not a, a, an exaggeration. It's, 
the cost is if you want to know God, really, you want to walk with God, you want to know the truth, guess what? It's, there's, there's it's a price to pay. There is. And that price really is, is the world. And what does we mean by the world? It's the people around us. It's, the, it's, it's, it's other people. It's the group. Yes. That's how I see it. It's, that's the price. The price is you, you will lose that. Right. You know, in, in, in my trip, I was uh, hoping to uh, teach, teach everyone I, I visited about the truth of Daniel 9.27, and I, I went out of my way, and, and this is a, a friend. Uh, he lives in the Kyoto area, and so I actually uh, paid money to... Uh, it was at least ten dollars, and anyway, I, he's a, he's a likable guy. He's from uh, Belgium, uh, married to a Japanese, and of course English is not his first language. But uh, uh, he's from the northern part of Belgium, which is uh, they, they speak uh, Flemish, uh, unlike southern Belgium where they are, they're speaking French, right? So. He's a Flemish. A Flemish language is very similar to Dutch, which is a dramatic language, and so uh, his English is perfect, except he can't pronounce the ths. You know, like uh, duh, duh, you know things. But anyway, I, 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 I wanted to share this truth with him, but he told me, frankly, flat out, he wasn't interested. All right. He wasn't interested in uh, in any story I had to tell him about the Counter Reformation or or anything. He said no conspiracy theory. I said I'm not going to tell you any theory. I'm just a little bit about history and Bible interpretation. And he said I'm, I'm not interested. And so I, I thought in my mind, why have I come here? <laughs> it was a literally a waste of time. But I'm his guest. He's he's my my host. That I just have to yield to that. And so I mean, that, the rest of the evening was pleasant. Sure. But I, I I just didn't want to tell. Michael, I'm, I have a, a phone call from a friend now. May I answer this, the phone now? Sure. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna call. Okay. Oh, uh, hello. Hi, uh, I'm I'm at home now. What what can I do for you, April? Yes, yes I am. Yes, yes I, I will. Right. Yes. See, you know I'm I'm in the middle of a Skype talk with with a friend in America. Uh, but yes, if, if that's all you called about, yes, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Well, I'll, probably the day after a, a job. I wonder if he realizes that we're all listening okay. to this conversation. <laughs> all right. Well, he will be back with us shortly. He just walked away. So, yeah, it's been a very interesting conversation. By the way, uh, once again, I strongly recommend people checking out 
jamesjpn.net. And James, uh, he's done some good work as far as research and finding books to read, articles to read. Uh, you can learn about his... Uh, uh, I, I mean, this guy's amazing. If you, you know, he's no spring chicken, and here he is. He just hitchhiked uh, a thousand miles through Japan uh, um, last month. <laughs> you know what I mean? I uh, I wonder if I've even walked a thousand miles in the past twenty years. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I'm sure I did, but I just uh, you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> Um, uh, the Gog Magog identified Turkey, not Russia, and uh, that's a very interesting article. I read that uh, earlier recording, maybe two, three recordings ago. Actually, it was yesterday. Um, but uh, very interesting, looking into that and how especially with Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, it has zero, nothing to do. It's not even about our time. Just like Daniel's 70th week, how that was fulfilled through Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, there is no 2,000-year-plus gap between the 60th and 70th week. So also, one more false teaching about Russia coming down to invade the state of Israel, which anybody doesn't suicide in that, realize it's not biblical either, what we're seeing over in Israel. So. And uh, regardless of what your teachers and your pastor or whoever says and told you, otherwise, if you actually do your own homework, you're going to realize it's not in the Bible. It's not there. What they're doing is a, a charade. It's all instigated and propped up by the, the Roman Empire, the Jesuits who run it, and... Uh, that is the truth. Anyways, um, yet, uh, history books don't tell you about what they don't tell you about the American Civil War. Uh, yes, it does have this uh, article on C.S. Lewis, A Bridge to Rome. Okay. Um, I don't even realize, I'm sorry about all that, the, the noise in the back, I didn't realize what's going on. Um, and I don't know how to mute them without hanging up on them. So, uh, science and the new religion is another interesting article. The history of the pagan festival of Easter, very good. Uh, let's see what kind of uh, he's got these Bible commentaries. One is one is John Gill's The Whole Bible. I didn't even realize he had that until after I started. <laughs> John Gill's exposition on Revelation 13 and Second uh, Thessalonians 2. Um, uh, the Geneva Bible comments about Daniel. Very interesting. And I wish I... Good thing I'm not a pro. <laughs> Anyways, books about Romanism and the Jesuits. He's got a lengthy list here. If you look, you use that, but then along with Think or Be Beaten, and there. Uh, archives, the, the library, the readings, you start to develop a sound, at least a historical background of the Roman Catholic Church and its involvement in the quote-unquote New World Order. There's not, not, nothing new about it. Uh, 
Um, he has things here like Rome's responsibility for the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, the Babylon, the Mother Church by Henry Grattan Guinness, Romanism and the Reformation by Henry Grattan Guinness, history on uh, unveiling the prophecy of Henry Grattan Guinness, uh, the two Babylons by Alexander Alexander Hislop. When you when I talk about these books, you can actually uh, he has gone through the time of actually downloading the book or, or redoing it in a way so that you can actually read it. And, uh, for instance, this is his books on Romanism and the Jesuits. We'll look at the papacy proved to be the Antichrist predicted in Holy Scripture. So we look at this, and then he goes through and he doesn't and a very and, and and a lettering in a style that we're more familiar with, I believe, um, as far as today. Um, but then has the intro, intro, and introductory remarks. Then he actually has gone through it, and actually does some little bit of editing too. If there's any uh, spelling and all the kind of, I think he's gone through and, and, and tried to correct as much as the punctuation and all that. that Mistakes and spelling mistakes as possible. And then you go intro, chapter one, chapter one, seat of uh, the mm-hmm. Antichrist. So you can literally read the whole book. He's literally given us the whole book on his website, just like think be beaten dot com has. So these are what, why these are two websites that uh, not only are they sharing you the truth. Uh, I like about think about or be beaten is that it help us explain it. It's, it's a more broader explanation of the world, especially about history, politics, the creation of the United States, um, banking, these sort of things, many different aspects. But, uh, what's One of the main pluses with James' website is all these many books that he has downloaded for us, so you don't have to go buy the book, you don't have to go try to fetch it or anything like that, you can literally just go to his website and read it, so. And that's what I plan on doing. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, but he talks, covers a lot A lot of, he um, hasn't got it all right. Who, uh, nobody I know does, but he talks a lot about the things like a, a basic Bible, uh, Protestant authors, uh, Roman Catholicism, the Albigenses, the Waldenses, um, the Jesuits, Jews, military, popes, all this kind of stuff. It, some of this stuff is, is is not right. I brought it up to him, and Jane's been actually listened to me a couple of times. He's actually taken it off his website, so I, I'm very impressed because the man has been doing this much longer than me. And who am I? I'm just a nobody from Ohio. And uh, but he, I, I find James is a fine example of a Christian. Somebody who still has some humility and is still willing to uh, learn, and is is not walking around like a little god man. But so many other uh, "quote unquote" Christians don't demonstrate. They they think they got it all figured out. You know, they they read uh, Hal Lindsey's book and uh, they got it all figured out. They went to be going to church for thirty years on a Sunday and a part of the, an active member of the church. By the way, none of those things are necessarily negative or bad, uh, but 
you know, if you're walking around like, well, I'm a Christian, and i got to figure it out, well, I can't think of anything more prideful, <laughs> especially after all the things I've learned in life, especially the past couple of years. My goodness, the ignorance that I have had and had when it comes to history, how the world really works, how, uh, how the church really works. Heck, you know, Daniel 70, 73th of Daniel. A couple of years. I didn't even know anything about that. I had no idea that uh, that the majority of the body of Christ has been corrupted by not understanding Daniel 9. And I bring it up a lot because I really feel strongly that it is an issue of utmost importance that if you understand Daniel 9, especially verses 24 to 27, uh, a lot of the uh, futuristic nonsense that's out there falls apart real fast. If you are anchored in understanding that in Daniel, that most of it, not all of it, but most of it, is concerning the Israelites and Jesus Christ. <clears throat> are you okay? Michael, Michael I'm, I'm back there. I'm sorry to take so long. My, my oh, friend had some... The length, the length wasn't a problem. It was all the noise. My gosh. Was, oh, really? Like, yeah. I know, I know, I know. You try to walk away, and but the muffling and all that in here, so it's crazy. But hopefully, I, I, I talk loud enough over it to. Uh, I was just ex- talking about your website, actually, uh, sharing some of the, the many pluses about it, like uh, the books that you have that you uh, downloaded to put on your website for people to read. I mean, the list is just getting very impressive. It well, is. Thank you. Yes, and you, you know it's it's not uh, only books that I, I downloaded, but these uh, I converted them from PDF file to text. And, uh, yes. See, 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 this is especially uh, uh, from PDF files where I could extract the text, and uh, some uh, PDF files are actual images. You you can't extract the text without optical character recognition software, which uh, uh, Google Drive will, will do, but the PDF file has to be uh, smaller than uh, two megabytes, which is very uh, limited. And the only other option I have would be to actually retype them out, which is uh, very much work, very timely. And I have uh, typed out some things but, you know, I have a problem these days with my eyesight. And to uh, spend uh, long hours typing in front of a, a computer screen is uh, really bad for my eyes. Uh, I, I might have to come to a point where I might not be able to do any more PC work in, in the future. I don't know. Right. It could be cataracts. It could be cataracts on, on my eyes. I hear you can uh, get an operation to correct them, but I can't afford that. But I'm hoping in my travels uh, to meet an optometrist. I, I have met, uh, well, I've met at least one optometrist before, maybe two, but not not in recent days. Now, does Japan not have socialized medicines that, that would cover something like that? Yeah, there there is like a, a health insurance thing that uh, 
you know, where it's, it's the cost is uh, very reasonable. If I apply for health insurance, see that the problem is uh, I, if I apply for health insurance now where I'm registered, I'm going to have to pay all these uh, back taxes, something oh, really? like uh, uh, 13 years of, uh, of back taxes. So the idea is that, uh, see, this is one reason why I went to Osaka. I'm going to re- re-register at my, my friend's house. He, he told me I'm welcome to live with him as long as I want. But I certainly don't want to live with him. Sure. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. It's just that uh, I... You know his his apartment is small and it's, it's some places it's dark. I, I just don't feel comfortable there, and I, I want to be back here with, with my my wife. You know. Sure. But <laughs> but but uh, I if I if I register there, then I could apply for health insurance there, and uh, it'll be actually uh, even cheaper. No, I, I'm paying uh, like a, maybe a, a few thousand yen a, a month, which is maybe about like a, a, a twenty, thirty dollars a month, and, and then I could uh, go to an optometrist and have my eyes checked, and they could identify the the, the problem. Sure. Because uh, getting new glasses is only a, a temporary fix. It's it's like a, like like a, a crutch. And, you know, I, I want to tell you and all your listeners out there, if, if you have any, any young children that, uh, uh, well, if, if, they're, if they're, they're told that uh, they, they need to get eyeglasses in order to see the blackboard or wh- whatever, which means they're nearsighted, I, I would advise that you would let your, have your child wear glasses only when he needs to, because to constantly wear glasses is is a crutch, and and this is uh, this is why my eyes got progressively worse uh, through the years. Hmm. It, it's not good. It's not good to constantly wear wear glasses. Uh, now I, I try to take them off, but it, uh, my eyesight is to, to the point that I mean, if if I if I'm if I take off my glasses when when I walk, it's it's okay. But if I ride a bicycle, it could actually be dangerous. It's, it's not it, it, it's not like I'm blind, but and you know I I could uh, see see forms coming. I just can't see far into the distance. Everything is blurred. And plus, if I have cataracts on top of that, which causes my vision to be like a little like filmy or, or gray. This uh, makes it even worse. Well, anyway, uh, if, if I when I get health insurance, and then I'll start to pay this. I don't know how much, twenty, thirty dollars a month, and then I could uh, go to a doctor or a night doctor and get a full checkup, and maybe they could identify the, the problem. But you know, I I really don't have faith in the in the medical system. Though I I have to say that the the medical profession in Japan is uh, probably better than, than the uh, USA because I, I hear in America these these doctors are literally playing God and uh, they're 
uh, very uh, proud and arrogant, and they they think they they know better than than you, and they give you these drugs. I don't have any confidence or, or faith in uh, drugs, and, and most of them are uh, atheists, ungodly. They believe in evolution. They uh, think that these uh, 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 vaccinations are important. When a doctor got really angry at me when I, I, I questioned, I had an article on my website about the in, in immunization issue about uh, if taking uh, vaccinations is really necessary or it's good for your body. People have died. People have died from from that taking a, a vaccination. Mm-hmm. So it's only uh, you know and. Uh, vaccinations uh, could be the, the reason why my uh, oldest son, well, I, I believe he's uh, in the autistic uh, spectrum. He has Asperger or As- Asperger syndrome. I don't know if you heard of that before. Oh, yes. I yes, yeah. And so uh, he was born in uh, Salinas, California. And uh, we we returned to Japan when he's only six months old, and we were told that he has to have a, a vaccination before he gets on, on the plane. So we we, we got one. But uh, I, I came to to realize that that my son uh, is just not your your normal kid. He's very narrow uh, interest. And he was not like a, a social type of a person. He'd be very quiet and uh, into himself, but really smart, though. Now he's a, a computer engineer. He's a software developer, you know, my, my son. My my second son was not like him. He's more of a social person. So I, I knew there was a difference. Anyway, that's the, the story of health insurance in Japan. I mean, it, it is available. I, I just haven't applied for it. Right. Well, hopefully that works out for you. Um, yeah. I know what it's like not to have good eyesight. I mean, I have terrible eyesight. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it, you know, it didn't help uh, with the MS. So. <laughs> and I... I I, I am in the same boat. Without my glasses, uh, I would be pretty dangerous out there in the real world. So, <laughs> but uh, what can you do about it? You got to do. You got to live with what you got. So, and it's interesting we're saying too about the uh, um, vaccines because I'm dealing with uh, my son. My 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 son's mother. She's totally 100% in the system. Totally believes it. She's a nurse, so. He absolutely, you know, my son's got all these shots, and I, I see how it's affected him. And one of the things he's been going through is getting sick all the time. And I understand that kids, you know, you know, toddlers get sick all the time, but uh, ear infections all the time, no. That's a big red flag. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I worry about him myself, too, because, uh, I don't know, we'll see. But as far as being real introverted and not being very sociable, that doesn't necessarily mean that the person has as, uh, um, Osper, um, what's it again? Asperger's. Asperger's. You know, I know that uh, my son's mother, 
her, maybe his, uh, his grandma on my, his mother's side, her brother had Asperger's, and actually wrote a book about it on his life and journey before he died. He wrote a book about it. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you never know. I, I do think that these 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 uh, um, what am I trying to say here again? Uh, not injections. What am I trying to say? Injections? Not injections. I not any. Vaccinations. Um, Vaccinations. Thank you. That's my brain. Um, you know, I, I there there I see that there's some, there's strong correlation of a lot of these strange diseases. I wonder about my MS. And I got a brother who has Lyme disease. He got it when he was diagnosed when he was in his 40s and Lyme disease. I ended up getting diagnosed in my 40s with MS. I know numerous men who've been diagnosed with neurological diseases like MS in their 40s. And, and I've seen that studies, especially in the 60s, I don't know how true it all is, but uh, that the word, it's experiment, designer diseases they're working on. So, and of course, you know, as a, uh, as a uh, owned piece of property of the state, they can pretty much do what they want to me or anybody else in this country. So, and pretty much just deny that they're doing it to us <laughs> too late. So, um, yeah, it's something to really be concerned about. We've, we've, this is now the vaccine thing has been brought up a couple of times in the show. And of course there's, not, there's so much stuff out there now. It's like one of those things that I don't know if maybe someday I'll do a couple of shows about vaccines, but you know, um, uh, it's clear to me that, um, it is something that if you have control over with your children to not get, you know, to at least regulate it, mm. you know what I mean? As far as what vaccines they they give them, if it can avoid it altogether. I mean, it's amazing how humanity went uh, thousands of years without vaccines and also now we need it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I know part of it is, um, uh, you know, it is living under this uh, Western European system. And you, know, right. is, you know, this Western society, if you like, they like to call it, uh, poor diet, poor living conditions. Uh, we think we, we we don't have those. We compare ourselves to other people in other parts of the world and think that, gee, because we, everything is asphalt and paved and it's, you know, that somehow it, things are much better, but we got to remember that this whole—I don't know—we look at cities. You know, yeah, we have. Uh, thank goodness we do. We have uh, running water. We have uh, sewer and uh, public utilities and all that, and people have the opportunity. Even if it does, even if it has fluoride in the water. <laughs> And, uh, that's, you know, I, I, but you know the thing is, and that's I'm not saying not to be concerned about. I I, I don't use like toothpaste with fluoride in it for me and my son, and good got the water treatment thing you know going on. But um, my point in all that is, is that something has contributed to the. Uh, ex- acceleration of all these diseases. 
And I'm not even including now cancer and all that and heart disease. I'm just talking about like neurological diseases and all these uh, things like uh, Asperger's or um, it's, you know, know, what's the other one that all these kids are getting that's like one in 50 has now supposedly um, autism. And, uh, you know, what, what caused all that, so. Now, the only thing um, I can think of is a cross between diet and environment. It has to be environmental issues to begin with. What are those yes. environmental issues? So, and uh, we look at vaccines and what they got in it. They got mercury and every other thing. That, <laughs> they just, you know, yeah, they're, poison, poison. they're poisoning your kid, giving them, you know, all sorts of whatever. You have no idea. Plus the fact that. The insanity that a lot of these people have, they feel that there's too many people on the planet. So, uh, But, you know, if you look at a map, if you look at, like, a satellite, you look at this, you know, you'll see a lot, you know, everything's a lot of areas in, say, the United States or Western Europe or whatever are very developed. You know what I mean? But if you really look at it, it the problem is not that there's too many people, but the development. Now, I don't want to sound like one of these sustainable developer type people, but maybe... We should consider that. Uh, we look at the way that they developed this country, especially for those of us who are cons- considered, you know, nothing more but property for the rest of that 1%, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ask yourself, you know, really, if you look at suburbia of America, if you look at the urban, urban blight, you look at all this, they haven't developed it in a way that's sustainable. That's the truth. You have to be honest about that. Why is that? Because they pretty much have put us in a modern form. That's how I see it. Probably a bit of an exaggeration, but if if reduction camps were like enslaved in a kind of a penal colony system where everything's gridded out, everything's, you know... um, controlled from, you know, the type of grass you have in your yard, the type of plants you have in your yard, the type of house you have in your, you have, um, neighborhoods or not. I mean, I know this because there was a time in my life when I was involved in greenscaping and I was working with developers prior to when I got on the railroad and all that, greenscaping and trying to work with developers in my region to conserve and bring back as much of the, you know, native fauna and all that kind of stuff, to nature trails, building, you know, bogs, environments, enviroscape for, for wildlife. And um, I was able to demonstrate, like many others throughout the country, that it was profitable and people wanted it, but the developers didn't want it. Hmm. And even though they could make money, they didn't want to deal with it. And I was like, "Why is that?" And it, obviously, because they were not that they were not encouraged to do it. Huh. You know what I mean? So, which is by, by whom? By whom? Well, obviously, they would have to be you know those who you know uh, like uh, the government, local, uh, local and county and state governments, and then federal government. They didn't want they don't want people to have um, truly. Sustained uh, sustainable, more sustainable type of uh, developments or neighborhoods or communities where they grow their own food and they have uh, 
it's more in line with nature, you know, which yes. God created. God created life. God created all that. So I mean, he knew what he was doing. And uh, right. somehow we think that we can do a better job than God. And we're proving, mm-hmm. uh, that we're proving on one thing that we're better at enslaving ourselves. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. And so then you look at the vaccines, and there is a connection to all that, you know, with... Um, and they they want to they basically from cradle to grave, and this and then you know we look at the you know Rome we look at the um, whoever it may be uh, the authority figures that uh, the ruling class I don't know even how to describe it you know what I mean but it's you talk about it's one percent that owns everything controls everything and profiteers from it all. Uh, that they want to control us from cradle to grave. That's the truth. That's what they want to do. Right. right. And they want to, um, uh, they want to um, manage us in, in all aspects, the way we think, uh, what we eat, our health, when we live, when we die, who will be on, stay on top and who won't. So, I mean, that's just reality. It's always been that way. Yes. And so we have to accept that as part of our reality. So why are they giving us, my son, so many vaccines? You, wow. know, you know what I mean? And my, she's not going to listen to me. She doesn't listen to me about anything. So, And I've already tried to talk to her about it, and she just shuts off, shuts me off. And just because she has custody of my son, I can't do anything about it. I live in a culture where, you know, they've... Uh, emasculated men. We're no longer allowed to say, be able to do anything, you know, be the man of the house. Hold. It's, it's not like that here. I, you know, men definitely have more power in, in Japan than, well, I mean, it, it's definitely not like that where the women are, are able to take over everything after a divorce or Separation or, or something. I, I think it's, it's fair. You know. Well, yeah, and you know we're we're at the corporation of the United States of America. We're just we're an experiment. When our experiment, uh, you know, they plan on giving it to everyone else, right? Just like every other. They're doing things in China, and that's what they do, right? They have this country and that country. They call them countries, or whatever, or regions, or whatever. I'm sure they're experimenting on people in, in in Japan as well. Things that are different, that you know, as far as medication goes and um, education and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, can 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 I ask you a question? Uh, I I understand in in the USA, a chiropractor or a, we call them a bone doctor, they're they're considered uh, quacks by the medical profession in, in America. You, you know what I mean by a chiropractor? Is, is that so? I, I said, well, I'm quacks. I don't, I mean, I, you want to tell you the truth, guess who diagnosed me with MS? It was a chiropractor. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I, well, it was a superficial, you know, I, I went there because I was having back problems and it was weird symptoms. And uh, I went there and he just, my 
back, and then he started asking. So you told me first of all, he said I had perfect alignment, and then he goes, "Well, what's really going on?" And then I explained to him. He says, "Well, it sounds to me like you have MS. You need to go see your neuro ophthalmologist and go from there. Uh, I need to have MRIs." But from my guess, you have, and he was right. And and you were <laughs> and you were how old at the time? Well, that was back in 2009, so that was 40, 41. Oh, I see. So that's that's not so long ago. I see. Well, in in Japan, uh, chiropractors are respected. Also, uh, Japanese doctors they uh, uh, respect uh, alternative medicine, such as uh, herbal teas. Uh, what they they call uh, these uh, Chinese medicine. They say kapoyaku in Japanese, and. Uh, Essential oils and, and things like like that. They are they're they're more open to it. In other words, there's a, a less uh, a dictatorial hold on the medical profession by pharmaceutical industry in, in yeah. Japan. And when I I told a, a doctor, I, I meet doctors sometimes. I just love meeting uh, medical doctors with, with hitchhiking <laughs> because I, I I tell them about my aches and pains here, and so <laughs> I, I get some I get some free free advice. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one one doctor he even gave me a, a free blood test one time, and and uh, that was nice. So my my next goal I'm, I'm praying to meet a uh, optometrist. But uh, it, it's been years since I since I met one. Maybe I'll, I'll meet one. Who knows? Uh, uh, tomorrow I'm I'm hitchhiking again, uh, going up north. Not as far this time as my previous trip. It's uh, about uh, 250 miles. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So they're they're more more tolerant and. Uh, they're less arrogant. They they don't play God in, in Japan. They're they're friendly. Anyway, I told a, a doctor that the uh, medical profession in, in in America, especially, is controlled by the pharma pharmaceutical industry, and he found that interesting. But maybe he was not that so surprised. But I I don't think it's it's that bad over here in, in Japan. Not not quite that bad. Yeah, right. Well, you know, the thing about America, their health system is they got it's like the worst of everything. I mean, they're supposed to have like the, the best of medicine, but it's it's overpriced, it's overregulated, it's not accessible for most people with this whole new healthcare system. You know, it's going to be a point where it, it's just it's you know people don't have decent jobs, and one third of the, the working force doesn't even have a job. And, you know, they're going one to, third, one third. So well, they shift all the jobs overseas. So, right, as they dismantle and weaken this country. Um, you, you, that that started back in the Reagan era. I, I heard it was from the time of Ronald Reagan that uh, the country slowly began to de industrialize. Yeah, it actually started prior to it, but it started really ramping up with him. A lot of bad things happened in this country under the Reagan administration. <laughs> yeah, so, but you know, but, but you know, he, let's remember he wasn't really running; he was just the, you know, the puppet. The puppet, but you know, his vice president Bush, he's one, and his, you know, 
that he was ilk. Purple. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was really, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's the whole the whole plan was obviously was to uh, weaken uh, us, the average person in this country, the average yeah. quote unquote citizen. Um, clearly, we're not. You know, it's like you brought up. Uh, we are not this unique, wonderful, self-sustaining empire. We're not acting, uh, obviously, in behalf of this. As a country, we're not acting as an empire. And we seem to be, you know, if that's, it seems to be just a, a piece of the puzzle. Why would an empire ship all its jobs overseas? Right. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Why would an empire make it make it, the medical system it's such a, to a point where it's uh, really unaccessible for most people? Uh, an empire right. would want to have healthy people to keep doing. You know, it's it's a new. If it is an empire, it's a different type. I, I really, first of all, we're just part of the Roman Empire, uh, right? And that you know what they were they're. they're what do they call that? A technocracy? Is that what it's called? Uh, uh, a technocracy? Uh, uh, oh, uh, I think, let's see. There, there, there's another word I'm, I'm thinking of. It's a, a government by, by group. Uh, a bunch of technocrats and that kind of thing. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, you know, ruled, okay, ruled yeah. by the oligarchies. Or, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the, uh, the, pay, the priest class. And... Uh-huh. Um, you know what they're doing is they're just they're playing with us. They right. they they really do think that we're just rats in in a lab, or that we're nothing more but their property. <laughs> and you know, oh, absolutely. And, uh, technically, I guess, and then day when you all put the pieces together, you realize that is the case. And uh, right. right. And, and they 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 can do things that are uh, uh, you know against the, the laws of physics and, and make it seem real, like this uh, plane uh, crashing into the building of the World Trade Center, and you, you don't see any parts breaking off of it. You don't see any parts from the plane falling to the ground. You see a plane disappearing into a building that looks so fakey to me. So 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 fakey, and uh, and people buy it, just just like they, they bought the moonwalk, and and then something you shared with, with me about this uh, thing that uh, happened these uh, shootings. I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, well, this is Dave, Dave McGowan. Dave McGowan did a, a really good, uh, like four hour like slideshow presentation on. Um, the Boston bombing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was all staged. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I saw I mean, that. After, I was... after, after you watch that, you're like, uh, yeah, there's like no way you can. It was staged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's 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 what I'm thinking. And and people buy it. And even like uh, some people question the Sandy Hook. If that really happened, right, uh, Sandy Hook, but. Uh, I, I know uh, Michael Holgert, he apparently believes it, and he was uh, very upset 
that anyone would uh, question whether Sandy Hook. So this is the thing that uh, I'm very uncomfortable with uh, Michael Hook, that he should know better because he, he, he knows a little bit about uh, uh, Freemasons and about the Illuminati. I guess he doesn't know much about the Jesuits or the, or the Vatican, though. I, I'm surprised <laughs> why... Or if he does, you know, he's not talking about it because you know what, he he, he would lose a lot of his probably a lot of his funding. You know, he would. You know, let's let's look at what's happening to us. You know, there's not a lot of people listening to us because we talk about the Jesuits. Yes. You uh you know, speaking about people, uh, like I've been meaning to ask you, uh, how many people do you think would? listen to our conversation or the your uh, radio talk show i mean you have like uh and like uh dedicated followers like are, are we talking about thousands hundreds <laughs> scores tens <laughs> handful <laughs> uh, well i i don't believe it's thousands um uh, if I look at, I, I, first of all, I don't, I have no idea. I see. I, I can only, I can only, I can base it on uh, down downloads. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, of course, how many times have you ever listened to one of my shows and downloaded it? Okay. You know, no, I mean, so I, most I, times, uh, my point in bringing that uh, up is that just like me, uh, like most of us, we listen to a show but we don't download it. I don't know right, how right. to listen to it. I don't encourage anybody to actually. I'm not saying they they don't have. I'm not saying they they shouldn't. They they can't. Let's put it that way to listen to my live shows. But you know, I I I try to remind people that when you're listening to me live, there's a lot of, a lot of times you have people that come on the chat room and they just start swearing and cursing, being trolls and all that kind of stuff. So you know. Really? They, can be, they can be distracting. Plus, the fact is, with most of my shows, because it's not like a regular set time, I don't. I do first of all at my convenience, and then at my guest convenience. Okay. So, but you know, if we look at downloads and we say, yeah. you know, my thinking is, but I can't prove it. That you know, if if I say uh, like last week, I had two hundred fifty downloads from people. And none of them. Oh. I didn't. I don't download my shows. So, uh-huh. 50 downloads, and I figure what at least double that listens, and then maybe even triple that. But so whatever. Am I oh, very popular? Should popular show? Heck no. Am I trying to even be that? No, I'm not. I could change things, and I re- I reach. I know uh, um, that I could increase those numbers, and I could make it so that. Um, it could be, you know, potentially almost ten times that number as far as downloads and listeners. But uh, I'm not, I'm not interested in it. That's part of the reason why I don't really go out of my way, like a lot of these shows. I mean, if I could, I could make it more professional and, you know, having intro music and and uh, and do like, um, I don't know. Opera, uh, Opperman report or something like that. You know these guys. Uh, it's all about money and get guys that sell books. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm not interested in talking to people that sell books. 
Oh. I mean, that doesn't mean I won't. This is somebody that I'm I, I, selling a book, but I, I, I can recognize that he's really not, you know, just his agenda is just about selling books. I, love, I, I would love to have him on. Like Dave McGowan, I'd love to have him on. But at the same token, you know, the reason why I don't like push him or push guys like him to come on my show is because I probably would have to BS him to get him to come on my show uh, because, you know, I don't have great numbers, and I don't want great numbers. I want – it's called nothing but the truth. That's what I'm after. Right. And and I know I already know from life experience there's no money in it. Right. There's no uh, popularity in it. Right. There's no um, – you know, to, for me to go down this route, then I was just going to have to do it on my own. So why do I do this show? I do this show for the opportunity to talk to folks like you. Uh, I do yeah. it for the opportunity to grow. Right. Uh, um, you know, and I know by doing this, I'm pushing the issue for me. I am not one of those guys that can, like, live in my own world and read books and feel satisfied with that. Uh, and grow that way. I need to be doing this, push myself, and hopefully I can help other people and, and make you know help them end the process. You know what I mean? But right, and it's, it's interesting. I've had some pretty uh, not big big name people, but you know I've had some pretty interesting guests. And I, I I could push it that direction, but um, why 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 do it? You know what I mean? Why? Why be like so many else? I mean, all these other shows out there, where they're just um, <clears throat> it's about ratings and numbers and you know sensation sensationism and um, or sensationalism and um, right. uh, you know I I and also it's kind of like here's the other thing too is like I listen I see your work I see like uh, like Keith Hansen and Gordon Comstock that were on. And that you know, if you get a chance to listen to the, I would suggest you listen to the interviews or conversations okay. because they're pretty. Yes, I. But even like you go to thinkerandbeaten.com, what's what am I going to? They already did the work. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In, in other words, uh, what what's the point of reinventing the wheel, unless it's just about uh, stroking my ego? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yes. There's, there's, there's got to be at least oh, there's got to be hundreds of shows out there that are like that. They're always, you know, got something, you know, relatively big names out there, researchers and all that. And uh, but you know, if they're not talking about the Jesuits, they're not talking. <laughs> I mean, if they're not talking about Rome, I'm not, you know, I'm not picking on Rome. You know that. I, they're not talking right. about you know the it's, it's complete a picture as possible. Right. What's the point in even having them on? You know, what's the point in me? Um, uh, what am I doing? I mean, I, I was listening to this, like, this guy named Ed Opperman. I don't know if you heard of him. He's got the, I, I, yeah, it, it rings a bill, Ed Opperman. And, and, I, and I, you know, he seems like he's a pretty nice guy, and he sounds like he's pretty savvy and a wise guy and knows how to make some money, or trying to at least. And he. Oh. He gets some relatively uh, reasonable names out there, but you listen to you spend two hours and you've learned nothing. Literally, uh, you might learn one or two little nuggets of kind of you know 
sensational truth or gossip, but you never hear the full picture of what's going on. And there's no one's really going at it. You know what I mean? There's no one, you know, it's, I I don't know. I don't want to go down that road. So I, I personally, I'm grateful that I have guests like you. And I, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I, that God blessed me with just a handful of, of guests. But, you know, if I had no guests and I've gone through stretches where I've had no guests, I'm still going to do it because this is not about, it's not even about the show. It's just about learning. I want to know the truth. So, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what it's about. So, uh, whatever it's about, Uh you know, do I have a little bit of a following? Yeah, I do. I get emails and people's Facebook and all that, that, you know, interact with me and, but um, yeah. there, there was this lady I, I heard talk on, on your, your show. I wonder if she's a regular listener. I, I heard her, a, a lady, she called or something, a caller. I can't remember her name or what the conversation was about. I had a lady that was on my show? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I heard her talk on your show. You know, it was recent a recent show. You don't remember that? Oh, that, I, I, if there was a lady that was on my show, it probably was me replaying a, a recording, like something oh, on YouTube. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, that would be Mae Brussel. May Brussel? Well, she's, by the okay. way, she's no longer, she's, she's, she's passed away back in the 80s. Oh, that long ago, huh? And, but she, uh, she, had, she did some pretty good work, I thought. Uh, she oh. really, she, I mean, she, a lot of people called her uh, a communist and all that kind of stuff, and I don't know, maybe she oh. was, I don't know. I know she, she would talk once in a while about the Vatican and the papacy. Well, her focus is more on how fascist the country is, and I think she's, uh-huh. worthy, she's worthy of listening to. She talked a lot about um, conspiracy, too, but, you know, Sound like she was a very reason. My impression with May of Russell was that she was someone who was really seriously trying to figure things out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what what, what do you think about Karen Hughes? You know, Karen Hughes. Uh, she was uh, working for uh, World Bank or something like that, and she pointed the finger at the uh, Jesuits as being. Uh, See, this is this is the thing that's so dangerous that I'm discovering. A lot of these people are exploiting on that. Uh, they bring up the Jesuits. Uh-huh. And, but Karen Hughes, you know, she says, oh, I'm, I'm exposing the Jesuits. The Jesuits control the banking system. Right. And, and she's just flat out, I don't know what she is, but she's a, either she's mentally ill or she, uh, oh, yeah. Or she's a, a, a controlled opposition, or she's getting paid to do all this. But she's mixing a whole lot of um, uh, error with a little bit of truth. Uh-huh. It's, and it's really clever that these people do it. I think they, they're not the first to do this. I mean, Seventh-day Adventists are really good at it. Um, it, it Seventh-day Adventists is proven. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. You know, you bring you bring up the papacy, you bring up um, the Pope, the, uh, the Vatican, and you're going to get a certain amount of following. Um, not very big one, but it's it's enough, and especially people who 
or recognize the Vatican for what it is, and especially uh, that, that religious kind of uh, those who are Christian out there are doing shows like this. Anyways, the woman literally is. You can go and listen to her. She talks about how she totally convinced that uh, all the all the prophets of the um, Old Testament were alien hybrids. Oh my goodness! Terrible. And all this stuff, and she just goes on and makes all this these crazy, yeah. outrageous yeah. accusations, accusations. Yeah. And yeah. she's not she's not legit. I know she's not. Yeah. Now listen, yeah. you can you're right to your opinion. Uh huh. But, uh, but state that that hey, this is this is what how I see. This is my opinion. Uh, but <laughs> you know, it's if it's not based on anything that's fact. That's factual information. What is it? What is she really doing? So I think she's really doing just uh, clouding the water and, and leading to her job is just to lead a few more people astray. I see. Jay, I, I have one one more question. This this website it seems to have a really good information on it. I'm sure you've seen it called the Arctic Beacon. Uh, Greg Schmitzmanski or something like that. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of this guy. Oh yeah, I, I just, you know what? A couple of weekends ago, I read a couple of his articles, and then uh-huh. I found out through uh, was it Keith Hansen actually brought it up. Well, and you know, I shouldn't say too much about that. I'm not going to say anything what Keith said. Say, I shouldn't even bring it up. But um, anyways, um, Keith Hansen. Well, if you go to, uh, you'll you'll figure out who Keith Hansen is when you go to uh, think think or be be. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. So he's the webmaster, okay? No, well, no, no. He's not. He's not the webmaster, but he's the a lot of his shows and his recordings. He's kind of like the host of this of that on a show called Visigoth, and oh. you'll see. You can check it out. But anyways, okay. I don't know. Um, it seems like he has a good good information. He does actually have some good information, but. You kind of mix some stuff in there that's kind of questionable. So, but the only way you, you can figure it, the only way you can figure it all out is by comparing it. You know what I mean? And right, you know, you put your foot in your mouth and you you make the mistake. You follow this person a little bit, but then you get some somebody else that's a little more, I guess, understands things a little bit better. You start comparing what the two people are, are saying and you do the jive. You know what I mean? So I, I think he's got some good stuff, but I think. Um, I, it's not that reliable. Let's put it that. I understand. You know, uh, how come Walt is not on, on the show? I expected him to be. He's on was on your previous shows talking to me. Walt Stickle. Is what 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 happened to Walt? Um, are, are you are you still in touch with him? Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. A couple of months ever since the falling out thing and all that. Really, you had to fold it out with him. Yeah. With, with him, really? Yeah. I'm surprised. With him? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, Michael. I am too, because I really I really really like I really do like Wolf. Actually, I care about him deeply. But I was like, you know, uh, you, to be honest with you, it came down to I don't want to gossip too much, but it all started, of course, with that Revelation 13 nonsense, and then you know. Uh-huh. People just, I guess, you know, they wanted to follow Tom. This is one more thing. Oh, uh, follow Tom. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. 
you know, be Tom a part Fred. of it. Yes. Tom Fress. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Fress. You know, people want to be part of the group and, and follow. That's more important than actually the truth. But anyways, it, it finally for with well, and I, I didn't want it to happen. I, I didn't, you know, I had no problem. I don't care if a people, a person come on my show who, you know, is is emphatic on, you know, absolutely insistent that the seventh, you know, Sabbath day is Saturday and it has to be kept like it was in the Old Testament. And that's what it came down to that the Sabbath day is Saturday, and and. I never argue with that. I just, you know, the fact of the matter is, it's not a Sylvetic issue. Nobody knows how to deal with it. Why are people focusing on so much? You know what I mean? So, they're legalists. I think they're they're legalists, definitely. So is yeah. uh, is, is is Walt Stickle like that? He he believes that you need to observe the a Sabbath, like sure. the Saturday Sabbath. Oh, he is, huh? Sure. I see. And this this other uh, brother, he's a, a Native American. What's his name? Um, really, really nice guy. I helped him set up a website. Uh, the, the the website name is uh, uh, theprotestantview.com. You're not talking about Chris, are you? Yes, yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I I helped. Uh, Chris, uh, because I, I offered him uh, free web hosting, and so uh, he he rebought his domain name, the the, the com, and now I'm I'm hosting him because on my uh, web hosting account. Oh, um, did he get did he get, did he get his new uh, his website back yep. up then? Yep, yep. And uh, I, I once again, I, I don't have anything. I, I don't have any ill feelings toward any of these guys at the end of the day. I, I did it first because I felt betrayed because uh, because they pushed away from me because you know I wouldn't because I challenged the whole Seventh Day Ad, the Seventh Day Adventist thing. Yeah, and, I, 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 and, I know how you feel. And so yeah, well, Chris doesn't want to deal with me anymore either. So he's he's. I, Tacked me a little bit. He's, he's tacked me a little bit, on, but uh, you know. I see. Well, I don't you know, know. I don't I, know why. I mean, I, the only thing I can think of is that he just—he's well. He does. He he says he, he regrets ever being on the show and knowing me. So I don't know. really, I, I I wonder why. You know, I I really like this guy, and uh, so, some things he had to, to say is cool. You know, and he's he's the guy I I credit for winning me away from. Uh, Eric John Phelps because he he exposed uh, what uh, things something that Eric John Phelps was uh, saying that w- was not true and I've always uh, thought or suspected that Eric John Phelps is a uh, racist you know and uh, I, I I want to uh, stay away from this subject I don't think anyone can consider me a racist I'm a minority well this is how I should. Can I share with you what I feel about John or Eric Von Eric Von Eric Phelps? Right. Is um, I think if I think he's worth listening to. I think he has a lot of good information to share. He's a, he's, uh, a, he's a futurist, like I told you, and uh, I think that he skewed a little bit of his eschatology and how he views the world. And I think his 
potentially dangerous for people who aren't set uh, or, or don't understand, you know, that uh, the, the Jesuits' involvement in, you know, this dispensation of futurism and what dispensation of futurism really is. Um, and in fact, I was I was actually going to play a couple of his interviews, a couple, uh, and I recorded them. I actually did, and then after I got done, I spent the whole night too. Couldn't even sleep that night. Wasted that whole night. And anyways, uh, in the end, I had to not do it because of the dispensational features of, that he was teaching in his two interviews. And I was like, I just can't do it. I can't. And this is something that matters enough to me that I cannot support so do I think that he's I think you know he's, I don't know I really don't know who knows what's in man's heart so but as far as I mean, yeah Chris I like Chris you know, but that's, that's the thing I'm learning too is that um, just because we have say in common that we recognize that who the papacy is is biblical historical antichrist doesn't mean that we're really on the same page uh, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. And, and there's a, just a reality. Uh, it, it's a brutal reality that uh, people's religion will get in the way of relationships. I'm learning that. I learned that hard. Very, uh, it's been a hard lesson for me to the show. So, and um, what can I do? You know? Yeah, we're, we're, I, I don't. I don't hate any of the people that have not been on. Right. I, 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 time I was bitter about them rejecting me, but it's all turned out to be a real blessing for me. So. Uh huh. You, you know, I, I want to tell you. You know, I I offered Chris help on his website because since I'm hosting it, I I, I have like total power over his website. If if I wanted to right now, I I could trash it in, in a second. He is posting articles about the Sabbath day keeping things that I don't agree with, but uh, I'm not going to uh, stop him because uh, I, I just wanted to be a friend and, and a brother. And uh, you know, though, though he, he may hold those views, I I I, I do not hold. Uh, Things like like that against people, though I may not agree with their the views on the Sabbath. If they agree with with me on other issues like the papacy and the Vatican, I'm, I'm willing to work with them. You know, the people have told me that they are not willing to work with me unless I agree with with them 100% on every issue that they hold as doctrine, and I think that's too extreme. You know. I, I would lose if I felt that that way. I would lose ninety nine percent of my friends probably, wow. <laughs> because uh, there, there's hardly anyone I know who who agrees with me on all my points. Even my my wife doesn't agree with me on all my my points. Well, but, I, I I think uh, it, well I I discovered is. Well, it's just the truth is they they obviously weren't my friend because they rejected me because of the Sabbath. So I think it's so. Well, I I don't I don't reject people over that, and I'm I'm willing to have the 
uh, Chris, Chris as a friend, and obviously I, I hope he thinks that I, I still am his friend because I'm, I'm giving him free hosting, and he, he knows that, but he doesn't respond to any communication from me, even though I'm trying to help him now. If, if, is, is he missing it? Is he is he too too busy, or uh, or what? I I don't know, you know. But I'm I'm not. I'm, I'll give oh. him the benefit. I'll, I'll give him the. Go on his Facebook. Do you have his Facebook page? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, go on his Facebook page and see if he's too busy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I I think we're. I'm pretty sure we're Facebook friends. Yes, I, I sent him my messages. Like, like for example, if if you go to his website, the uh, uh, Protestant View, you'll see that uh, uh, he, he has uh, the title on, on the top, and then he's got the uh, same name as the graphic. And I, I told him that uh, the first title is now redundant. I I know how to hide it for him. Right. And but but I'm not going to do it unless he specifically uh, requests it because. He, uh, you know, anything I, I do for him might not be appreciated, but I, I don't get a response. So I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he, he missed that message, but I, I did write him an email and, and don't get responses. So I just don't know the situation with him. But I, I have one other friend, a Seventh-day Adventist guy, who uh, he, he believes you need to... Uh, you know, follow the Ten Commandments and, of course, the Sabbath day and all that. And he's a Walter Viet fan. You know, I, I like some of Walter Viet's teaching. It's very interesting and all that. But I certainly do not agree with, with him about, uh, like, two laws. There's the ceremonial law, and then there's the law of God, the Ten Commandments. The Bible does not make a distinction between the different types of law. There's law, there's law. And we're, we're under the, the new covenant now. And Jesus said, we need to keep his commandments. And his main commandment is to love one another. And to to love, I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm willing to listen to Muslims to, to, to love them. Even I have uh, Muslim friends within walking distance of my house, they're asking me to give them uh, free English classes. And so I said, well, I'll, I'll do that if you let me uh, tell you about uh, Jesus from, from the Bible and, and read to you from the Bible. And, uh, and his wife said, well, uh, we can read you stuff from the Quran. And I said, fine. And I, I even uh, let them go first. They, they, would, they read, read to me from the, the, the Quran, and then I read to them from uh, John chapter 1 and verses from Luke chapter 1. And uh, obviously I could tell they did not agree with the things I read, even though they, they said they uh, respected the Bible as uh, God's holy book. But but uh, so, so how, how did how did you get a hold of Chris? Uh, Chris, I what what I did was uh, because I uh, heard on his uh, YouTube 
channel on his one of his YouTubes that he had this website, uh, the the Protestant View, and that he he couldn't uh, afford the, the the hosting anymore. And I thought we're already paid for this hosting; it's not going to cost us any more money to to host him. And so I offered him uh, free web hosting. And but it, it took him like weeks and weeks to, to to respond to to that message. Apparently, he doesn't check his uh, Facebook so much, or he doesn't have Facebook Messenger. And but he, he finally did respond, and uh, he he took me up on my offer. That what what he had to do was uh, buy back his. Uh, uh, domain name. I said, I'll give you web hosting, but you have to be responsible for your domain name. So it's it's pretty cheap. Uh, a domain name at the most, like uh, average.com, costs uh, about uh, $15 a year from GoDaddy.com. Mm-hmm. And and you you buy your, your domain name. I mean, most people can afford uh, $15. The, the the one guy in, in Taiwan before for, for years he told me he couldn't. I said, unless you're so poor you're, you're living under a bridge in Taiwan, I think you could afford to buy your own domain name. He, he finally did. Anyway, so Chris brought that up and I, I gave him the, the information he needed to point it to my my web host, and then I uh, set up the software for him and then he started to post and. Uh, so if, if you go to his his website, that's why the uh, type of uh, layout he uses is somewhat similar to mine. <laughs> sure. Because I, I, I set that up for him. Anyway, I, I hope to, uh, you know, I would like to, him to be a friend. And uh, I'm fascinated that he's a Native American because, uh, I mean, how many Native Americans uh, are, are your friends? I, I've only met in, in my life a handful of uh, Native Americans. Well, he, the, he, uh, he, is he is he part? Is he? He's not full. I, I think. I know he, he might. He I don't know. I, I thought he might be full. He he certainly looks like uh, he, he could be. His face is definitely Asian. There's a, a lady living. Uh, uh, the uh, next town over from Arizona, I, I, I met her at this, uh, well, it was like a party type of situation, and she was introduced as an American, but when I, I looked at her face, I could tell uh, she was not of a European background or of European heritage. So I asked her if she's a Native American, and sure enough, she is uh, Navajo. There, I, I know one other uh, sister, uh, a Navajo Christian. Anyway, it, it's sort of cool because, you know, these people, they're from a totally different culture, and uh, they, they've only been introduced to uh, Christianity, well, I, I guess from the, the time where the Europeans came. But I think uh, many of them were introduced to, uh, like, the Roman Catholic Church, which uh, might have burned them out on real Christianity. Because I I think that, I I don't know about the Native Americans now, but uh, 
would you say that many of them became Christians, or do they still hold to their uh, previous, their, their old indigenous religions? I, I, I just wonder about that. Um, I, I think that a lot of them, after the, the, the experiences they've had in life, they don't want anything to do with Christianity. I, I, I think they've done a masterful job. Satan's done a masterful job in uh, keeping them from accepting the Word of God. So I, I see. So, so these uh, Indian groups on, on reservations, you would say, uh, mostly they're not Christian, which accounts for the the fact that like they're poor and a lot of them have become alcoholics. No, they're poor and they're living on reservations because we live in a fascist country that treats them like like hell. They, we exterminate them. Remember that we had a we had an Inquisition here. We had a uh, I, a practice genocide. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's, going on. So even though you as a Native American, if you got like a like apparently like a one fourth of a Native American blood, you can go to you know, college for free, they say, you know. Um, truth of matter right? is, the truth of matter is uh, they they have been treated terribly in this country. They still are. There's no, yeah. no yeah. questioning yeah. that. So, By the way, you're talking to someone who's part Native, Ma- Native American, too. So. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's I not really that. that not that important issue. So. <laughs> I, I see. I mean, uh, what what percentage are you, Michael? Uh, uh, it's got it. Well, definitely less than half. I look at uh-huh. the, on my dad's side. So, I see. Uh, my, my dad's mom is American. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So, so whether that makes yeah, me yeah. an ace <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. One of my one of my friends is the the same. He's from California. He says he has some Indian blood in him. Right. But uh, this this lady I met uh, just in the next town over. She's a hundred percent Navajo, and uh, she married a, a Japanese man, and uh, they had a had a son, and. Uh, Guess guess what her her son looks like. Her 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 son's uh, countenance is indistinguishable from any other Japanese boy. Oh yeah, Indis, uh, indistinguishable because the uh, Japanese are Asian. You know there 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 is a slight difference uh, among Asians their their countenance. But I, I have on one of my, my websites uh, a, a picture from a lady from uh, Mongolia, and, and many Japanese would identify her as being Japanese. I thought she was Japanese, but she's uh, a Mongolian. The Koreans have flatter noses, huh. uh, flatter noses, and when a, a, a Korean... Uh, lady gets married, they always have plastic surgery to to make their nose uh, nice and pointed because they think it looks pretty. 
But I, I feel that's unfortunate that they would do such a thing when, if they're uh, ashamed of the, the way uh, God made them. And the uh, Chinese, I can usually recognize the Chinese by their their spirit and, and different eyes. But but once I, I went, uh, I, I saw an Asian-looking person in uh, in Russia in Saint Petersburg, and so I, I I spoke to him in Japanese, and I asked him if he was Japanese, and he answered me in Japanese, but said he's Chinese, <laughs> which which I was uh, surprised because most Chinese uh, do not know Japanese; they're totally different languages. Uh, grammar, everything. There are some words that are, are similar, like the the word for love is I, I. So, ah, huh. just it's, yeah, I. So, yeah, so that's that's a uh, similar to say I love you in Chinese. Wo I ni, wo I ni. In, in Japanese, they say aishimas. Which is uh, basically uh, they're they're dropping the subject, they're dropping the object. There's there's no I or or you in, in that uh, sentence. I should must. It, it's supposed to be understood from the, the context. That's how Japanese is. Yeah, that's how Japanese is. Well, my friend, I, I probably should uh, end this. Okay. Uh, I don't want to, but I'm, I'm enjoying myself. But it's 12:30 a.m. here, and I have my son, so I have to get up in the morning and take care of him. So. Oh yes, okay. Hey, it was great talking to you, Michael. I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just uh, sad that Walt wasn't on, but you know, what Walt has been trying to get me to, to Skype, but I'm trying to tell him he needs to make a, an appointment. Uh, it, it, it's not that I'm always so busy. It, it's that I'm I'm not always on on PC, and he'll send me a, a message, and I don't see it until after he goes offline. You know, right. I I would not I would not have this conversation with you if we had not made an appointment yesterday. I understand that. Oh, yeah. Okay, but I, I, I hope. Well, I I hope that we have uh, more of these down the road. I know you're trying to be more busy. And, take care of personal business but I do appreciate the time you spent with me and um, oh, thank you and thank you Michael I appreciate it yeah it's it's, it's, it's very rewarding for me so and uh, I don't know maybe maybe well next time we'll do it because next time we'll uh, I'll see if he's in willing to hopefully we don't okay. have, end up having arguments about uh, the Sabbath because I'm not interested in that so <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and other things too. Yeah. So, but uh, right. but I can't do anything about that. So I I don't. It's part of just got to accept it, you know. People, right, have the right, right. To, to position and things. So, anyways, right. okay, my friend. Well, God bless okay. you. Here, okay. Thank you. God bless you too, Michael. Have a good night. Good night. Right. As we say in in Japan, Oyasuminasai. It means, uh, well, that, that's a word for a good night. Good night. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.